feel so sorry for that girl sitting down there in the darkness all by herself. Did your mom ever teach her anything? Teach her? Black magic? <laughs> no. There is no magic, child. There is only rage. Then how is she still writing the stories? Stories hurt. Stories heal. Do you know what you have done? You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 166. Welcome to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we are under the influence and over it all. Together's <laughs> house we go. You, <laughs> you won't get that joke just yet. No, no. Well, but you will soon. Because we're doing a director's spotlight. Oh, very soon. On <laughs> Andre Overdahl. Andre Overdahl. Uh, we've been talking about doing this one for a while. Yeah. And we're finally doing it. Well, we're waiting for scary stories to come out and yes. for it to not cost $20 to rent. Or, you know, the what it costs to <laughs> go to a theater, I guess. Then, and then we spent $20 on it anyway. <laughs> because I rented it two nights ago, thinking that when you rent a, a movie on Vudu, you get a, just like, so, so what are the other, what are the other, uh, what are the other what? What uh, are the other? Th- oh, so, like, if you rent something on Prime, oh yeah, you have thirty days to watch it. But mm-hmm. once you start watching it, you have forty eight yeah. hours, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. We it, thought Voodoo was the same, but it's only twenty four hours. Yeah, so. I could have sworn that it was more than. I that thought too, it was forty eight. It's okay. I only I actually rented it for a couple of bucks cheaper than what you did. How? And I got it in four K. So fuck you. How'd you do that? Um, I printed it on Google Play, but Google Play sucks because when you rent it through Google Play, I don't know if anybody else has ever had this issue who uses it. But when you watch it through your TV, mm-hmm. the audio is so incredibly low. I had my volume on my brand new TV, and mm-hmm. I was nervous about this, Ooh. cranked up to 100. Really? Like, literally at 100%, I could still barely hear it. Really? I had, what I ended up having to do was uh, access the downloaded file through the YouTube app, mm-hmm. because YouTube, for some reason, plays Google Play rentals Yeah. somehow. And if I streamed it from my phone to the TV... Then it worked perfectly fine. Really? Yeah. That's weird. So that was kind of a well, shitty thing at the beginning, but now seems like as good a time as any to uh, announce our new sponsor, Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Fuck you, Google Play. I do not recommend renting anything on it, but uh, it was but it was cheaper, so I went for it. Uh, speaking of this new TV, yes, my mind is blown. Right? Uh, not so, because of the TV so much. It is a nice TV. Very nice TV. But I, I, what do I? What can I say? What can I say I, about this? I, I don't know, James. <laughs> I had no idea what Pluto was until yesterday when my father-in-law so, was talking about it, and so, I'm going to buy a new TV just because of it. So I got a I got a brand new uh, Vizio Vizio M series, which is like the uh, P series is their best. Like P series rivals like the OLED that LG makes. I guess that is like the best on the market right now. It's a lot of letters. I don't yeah, know. whatever. It's it's tech talk, but 
Point is, uh, the M series is just like a little bit lower than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a nice brand new 55 inch. I wanted to go bigger, but it would have looked weird, weird in this room. Yeah. But um, anyway, I found out that it has this thing on it called Watch Free, which is powered by Pluto TV, which is an app that pretty much if you have a Roku or an Apple TV or anything like that, I think you can download it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's free cable. Bro. It's like free fucking cable. They advertise it as 150 channels plus. It's got to be close for like 300. It has... A 24-hour, seven-day-a-week American Gladiators channel. What more do you need in your life? Merry Christmas to me. I would never <laughs> I would never leave that couch. I don't. <laughs> dude, fucking laser. There's a, dude. There's, Hawkeye. There's also fucking... a 24-7, uh, 365 days a year Unsolved Mysteries channel. Oh, Nothing but Robert Stack. Nightmare fuel. Right? <laughs> there's no it's it's amazing though there's so many movie channels that play really so good cool. movies there's like all there's a channel that's all horror that's all thriller all mystery all terror like there's it's everything you cult 80s cult movies mm-hmm. like it's it's I mean, I, there's a block of all so the attack of the a, killer tomatoes movies on the other day there's a shout factory channel yep amazing it's amazing yeah, it's fantastic comedy central mtv like it's just it's fantastic dude i want i want apparently it. we need vizio to sponsor our uh, our show because <laughs> so so google play you can fuck off we need vizio if anybody from vizio is listening we'll take a sponsorship also and, uh, and a couple tvs also stoke cold brew coffee because i just introduced mike to stoke cold brew coffee and it is fucking delicious what else do i what else can i look around my room that we have sponsor us <clears throat> uh uh viper viper booze Viper booze can can sponsor us <laughs> from street trash. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's real though. George Lucas. George Luke. Ah, fuck off, George. Lucas. Oh yeah, fuck you, man. Um, <laughs> Adam Green. Yes, Adam Green. You can sponsor Just us. Just give us jobs. Yes, please. Um, how was your Christmas, dude? Good, really it's good. Been a while I since had... we've been here. It's almost been like a week and a half since mm-hmm. we've uh, convened. Yeah. So I had. Uh, I already talked about my bared Christmas a couple weeks ago, right? You did. Uh, <clears throat> then we had. <clears throat> excuse me. We had Christmas over at Aaron's uncle Carl's house. Okay, he's got a. Ball. Do you call it Carlsmas? Carlsmas, because you absolutely should. Merry Carlsmas. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an amazing basement. I've always said his basement is basically like my ideal living space. I could just live in his basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always he gets crab legs for for Christmas every year. Amazing, you know. That's, that's always a good. That's time. actually really close to something that I do every year. What get crabs. Oh. Every year. Really? It's probably more complicated this year with that beard. Um, it's it's just a little extra itchier. That's that's, that's really the only difference. <laughs> Tis the season. Uh yeah. So and then we next day we did our um our family Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. Kids uh kids found all their stuff from Sandy Claus. What did did Sandy Claus hide it all that they had to find it? Yeah. They just in random yeah, they places need, around. Yeah, them. they need to work for that shit, dude. It, most of it was on the roof. Like in a plastic bag underneath <laughs> in, inside the toilet bowl, like you're hiding crack in there or something. <laughs> that was actually just crack. They find it. They're that like, what is this? That wasn't a gift. That was just there. <laughs> no, that's actually daddy's. <laughs> just just leave it where you found it. Uh and then we went over to uh, you know, Chief Keith and Molly's house and nice. uh, did our Christmas over there. Very cool. Ate way too much food. I've gained literally 12 pounds. Nice. I think I've managed to shed about three of it off, but like at, at my worst on well, Christmas Day, I was like 12 pounds up. You wear, you wear, you wear it well. Thanks, man. You don't. <laughs> you look like a fucking slob. Fuck you. Nice beard. <laughs> you prick. It looks like, looks like. Two pubes with a bunch of crabs on it. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going for, dude. Mission accomplished. 
How was your Christmas? I was good. We, um, you know, did did the family thing. My uh, brother came in from New York, so I saw him uh, the day after Christmas. Did, uh, did that stuff. My niece was sick, unfortunately. Uh, she came down with a f- with uh, the flu. So didn't stomach get... flu or like uh, influenza? Influenza flu, I believe. Really? I think so. That's not I, no, no, no. Maybe man. it was. It was. Yeah. Nah, it was all... Probably not. That would. I don't like, know. Like the real flu is. She was all sniffly and had a fever and all that stuff. Oh, she well, was, maybe. Yeah, so. Huh, well, but uh, she did good, though. I mean, she's opening gifts, so what's not to be happy about, right? I guess. But, uh, yeah, probably, did that. Probably went shouldn't up to have my... been people if she had influenza. Ah, just for a couple, <laughs> just for a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, no, went up to my aunt's house and did that thing that we do every year. And, you know, it was Christmas. Afterwards, we went to the Jiggly Joint and uh, Private Dick's and... Uh, <laughs> It was a good time. Shake Shack? <laughs> the Shake Shack. Dude, I've said this before. <laughs> Except for there's a burger joint called the Shake Shack. There is. So there you is. can't... Uh, or the Bounce House. I think a bo- the Bounce House people would be would, a great... People would just bring their kids there thinking that it's like a little kid's life. Exactly. It would be hilarious. Kids kids get him free. <laughs> you should. We should have started naming uh, strip clubs after old like kids' places that have closed down, like the Discovery Zone. <laughs> <laughs> you n- There's you, no telling you never know what, what you may find at the Discovery Zone. <laughs> oh, I love it. $100 um, gets you an extra peak. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, no, no, Christmas was good. Um, yeah. Did you get anything cool? You got some alpaca socks? So I got some I. alpaca socks. That's the thing this year, huh? Because hey, I my, got some alpaca socks, too. So my cousin actually raises alpacas. Like, like, I, like my alpaca <clears throat> socks are made from her alpacas. Don't ask, me how that, she... don't ask me how that's a thing, but it's a thing. Where does she live? Uh, tip of the thumb. She is about 10 minutes from your folks. Dude, yep. can we pet them? I, I said that, and then she was like, well, I don't know if I want a whole bunch of rambunctious drunk people by my alpacas. No, 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 no. And I go, you bring up a good point. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, just like me and you. We could absolutely go to that. And my wife. We absolutely my could wife, do that. And we go, and we we sober. Yeah. Mostly sober. Actually, if you're ever up there with the kids, and we, we could take the, the kids alpaca. up there. It'd be actually fantastic. Dude, does she have an ostrich? No. Okay. I don't believe so. All right. Well, Aaron used to, back when Aaron was still in PA school and she was doing her rounds, uh, she rounded up in Port Austin for a while, her uh, clinical rounds or whatever they're called. And she would drive up to Port Austin every morning and she would tell me, there is a place where they have alpaca and an ostrich and i said no there's not and i didn't believe her for like three years and then mm-hmm. i finally saw the ostrich and yeah. it's there it's real that's like when we were uh we used to drive out to pennsylvania to visit my grandparents when they uh when they lived out there and uh, we were driving out there one time and i'm looking out the van window because back when we had a van because every dad had a van back in the day Vans are and awesome. uh and i'm looking out the window i go there was a buffalo in that field and my whole family was just like you're fucking crazy Where there was, was no buffalo in the field it's off the ohio turnpike somewhere and I was like, I, there was a fucking buffalo. Like, I saw a buffalo. My, my, you you my, said that to your mom? Well, you know. Ma, it's a fucking <laughs> buffalo. Well, it was like before he period. Mom, there's a fucking <laughs> buffalo. Um, no, they didn't believe me. And then we're driving back. And sure shit, my brother mm-hmm. goes, I'll be damned. There's a buffalo in that field. <laughs> there was a farm. And because they love him more, they all believed him. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone saw it, though. There was like a legit buffalo farm. Dude. It was, uh, or a bison farm, whatever. There's a, there's a buffalo or a bice, bison farm. I, I think the same thing. No. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe so. I don't that know could if be a it's, correction. I, there's a buffalo farmer there used to be anyway um, on your way to Ann Arbor. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd be driving down 14. Bunch of fucking buffalo, dude. Weird. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyway... That was my Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, since Christmas, though, I uh, I had a really I had my my probably the sketchiest Facebook market meet 
ever today. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. So there's a guy, right? You know me. I'll, I'll do a lot for my for my movie collection. You'll do a lot to a guy for your movie collection. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 I know the story. Um, guy was selling uh, five imported Godzilla tapes, like from Japan, right? Uh, for tw- already sounds like a scam for twelve bucks. Oh yeah, right? totally a scam. So I'm looking at this, and I'm talking to my buddy Chris Jordan because he knows all about the stuff. And he goes, you know, one of those Godzilla versus the Smog Monster that sells for like eighty bucks online. It's really? really rare, yeah. And he's like, so that's worth getting stabbed because you can always <laughs> just flip it and pay pay for your stitches. And the reason that he said that is because the guy sent me the uh, the address, and I Google mapped it. And the guy's like, yeah, just come over to, uh, I buy and sell storage units, and I, and I sell stuff out of my house. No, 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 and no, so no. Then I so then I put in the, I put in the, uh, the address, and, and I'm not talking shit about trailer parks here. My grandmother lived in a trailer park sure. for a while. Yeah. It was a very nice trailer park. Yeah, I've known people who live this in trailer parks. This was the shittiest, <laughs> sketchiest trailer park I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. Like, like, half of it was just mounds of dirt, and, oh. like, it was under construction, and it looked like, um, you ever seen those pictures of, like, the, the, the trailer parks after a tornado goes through? Yeah. That's kind of what it looked like. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, there was some that were literally on their side. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And the guy's just like, oh, yeah, it's, don't, it's fine. People come here all the time. I have it all set up in my house, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, I was out at this other... This just come other... on in. You're actually going to have... Mine's one of the ones on its side. You're going to have to climb up on top and jump through the I door. I thought about not going, but then I was already out that way today because I went to another place to just look for some stuff. Uh-huh. And um, I'm like, you know what? I'm six minutes away. If, if, if I can tell the guy, hey, I'm like two hours early, can you just meet me? Maybe it won't... Hey, you won't have enough time to call his guys to jump me at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I call him. He goes, yeah, come on by. I pull up, man. It's just it's sketch city. I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I actually opened up my knife and put it open in my pockets for for easier access. Dangerous. I was talking to my buddy. I was talking to uh, Vito uh, right beforehand. I'm like, dude, I'm going in. Like, you know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, maybe I didn't tell him. I thought about should've it. Should have sent him your location. I should have. Or me, because I'm not three thousand miles away. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, though, well, no, he's he's here now. So. Oh, Vito's he's that's here right, now. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, no, it, but it ended up being totally fine. But it was just sketch city. That was like I should. I it had all the warning signs of me dying. Yeah, put it that way. That's fair. But um, you know, but you used to like put yourself in harm's way on purpose. Yeah, it's true. And you're fine. Everything always works out for Mike. Um, well, most everything. Everything's coming up roses for Mike. I'm still miserably single. <laughs> Well, you can't get everything you want. Well, um, so did you get the Godzilla tapes? I did. Cool. And turns and they're out they're in good condition. Turns or what? out three of the five are bootlegs. Ah, oh. but it's okay though because you just the one of them that actually is a legit import. It's worth more than twelve bucks. So really, yeah, it's cool. it's totally fine. Good, good. But uh, yeah, cool man. Good deal. That's uh, that's all I got. I think we're caught up. Yeah, I think so. So um, I guess we're gonna get into some corrections now, James. Let's do it. Stupid. All right. Um, I only have one correction from last week. I'm sure that there was more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't listen to it. It's just that I listened to it and I didn't write anything down. So, okay. you know, we're just going to let them slide. If there it's was something, fine. we're going to let it slide. It's fine. The one correction that I have, uh, after a conversation with my brother, mm-hmm. a conversation with uh, Vito, and then a lengthy conversation with Chris Jordan, okay. uh, all three of them agree that Gremlins 2 is the better movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not true. But That's all I got for you. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's so not it, a correction. It, no, it is. It's not. It is. Let's not get into an argument again. 
<laughs> Dude, the uh, the skit that that Vito sent to us, by the way, the Key and oh Peele skit. I don't know how we did. Why did we not bring that? Up? I don't know. I've seen that a million times, and just it it's so funny. It, um, my if, mind just blanked on it last week. It's the best Key and Peele Key and Peele skit yeah. they've ever done. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's it just just go to YouTube and look up Key and Peele uh, Grem- Gremlins. Gremlins two. Freaking hilarious, dude! It's uh, it's um, basically they're sitting around pitching ideas for Gremlin two, and then uh, uh, Jordan Peele walks in, and he's dressed like he's dressed like the he just uh, looks like the eighties. No, he like, like the embodiment of he, the eighties. Specifically, I can't remember this guy's name. He's, he's uh he's a guy from he was in the movie Mannequin. Okay, and he dresses like that in Mannequin okay. with the crazy glasses and stuff, and he's he's playing. He's basically he comes in and he's. Having them pitch their ideas. And Everybody's gonna come up with their own. Gremlin. Oh, he's the he's the sequel doctor. <laughs> yeah, the sequel doctor. Oh my god, I'm so not, I won't go too yeah, much into it's, it. It's, it's so fucking, funny, dude. Hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, and and pretty sure that's exactly how it happened. Oh, fairly certain. Had to either that way or, more way more drugs were involved. I was gonna though. say either that or a ton <laughs> of LSD. Yeah. But, um, um. Anyway, we, so um, getting to this week, right? Oh, that was bad timing. <laughs> I had to burp. <laughs> like we said, we are doing a uh, director spotlight on Andre Overdahl, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very excited to talk about these because I he not not to give too much away, but he might be quickly becoming one of my favorite genre directors. Oh yeah, um, and I'll get into why. But it's funny because the first movie of his you saw, you hated. I know, I know, and I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that everybody else does, I realize it's more of a personal taste thing. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not saying that it was a bad movie. It just wasn't for me. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, we are talking about, we're doing the director spotlight of Andre Overdahl and we are talking about scary stories to tell in the dark and the autopsy of Jane Doe, the autopsy of mm. Jane Doe. Mm. Yes. My God, I love Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox, James, oh, Brian Cox, Brian yeah. Cox. Of course. Of He's course. so good. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. so good in everything he does. But yeah, he's, he's, I lo- absolutely really love awesome. this movie. I won't ruin anything because uh, we have a lot to talk about that later. But yep. um, uh, so this on. week, let me go oh, grab, you the go beer. grab the beers. Uh, I will fill these lovely people in then while you're grabbing them. Um, the, this week, being that we are recording on a Sunday night, which is odd for us, but being the the holidays were uh, last week, our our typical recording night was was out of the question because of you know. Santa baby and uh, Santa baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot to choose from. My normal store was closed, so I think I still think this one. I think I still think. Yeah, that made sense. Slip some dogfish under the tree for me. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Just smell in the morning. Uh, this is Dogfish Heads Flesh and Blood IPA. Flesh and, uh, and blood. The reason that I, I chose this one, obviously, from the autopsy of Jane Doe. It's the autopsies are the business. Of flesh and blood. I thought I yeah, think I, it makes sense. You should have just left it at autopsies are the business. <laughs> they are autopsies, the, autopsies, autopsies business. are the business, man. Um, I've actually always wanted to try this too. I've always seen it, and I'm like, I'm gonna save this because it's it's kind of a catch-all, a little bit, you know. It's a catch-all, a little bit. Dogfish head, flesh and blood IPA. Mm. That's India Pale Ale for you <laughs> noobs out there. An honest-to-goodness India pale ale brewed with a bevy of real citrus, including orange peel, lemon, flesh, and blood orange juice. Ah, lemon, flesh, and uh, blood orange juice. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to start calling people that I don't like IPAs. Um, Idiot pussy ass. 
<laughs> so stupid. What are you, five? Yes, full point. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's try this. All right. I'm excited to try this one. Oh, you Ooh. almost just ruined oh. everything. Oh, God. Mike almost oh, God. Just spilled his Everything's beer actually his... working this week. Not that I jinxed it. <gasps> jinxed I it. jinxed it. You got rid of the pops, by the I way. Think I think so. No more pops. I think so. I haven't heard one yet. All right. Well, cheers. Ah, shit, there cheers to that, too. Cheers. I didn't hear it. Let's not cheers right over your <laughs> computer, dude. It's not cold. Well, okay. We're going to fix that. I'm going to put it back in the... What? I'm going to fix that. Hold on a sec. Gra- grab me a glass and some ice cubes. What are you doing? I'm just going to narrate. Oh, he's going to get some... Oh, some frost... Some frosted glasses. That's the classiest got, move. That's the classiest move right there. Is frosted gla- frosted mugs in the freezer. That is so classy. They're sweet barrel mugs too. If you look at them. Yeah, they are. You're, All right, let's try this again. Let's get. You're, let's get you're a sweet barrel mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as bad as calling somebody an IPA. Uh, so one thing that I've noticed about these, uh, I was thinking about it when I was over there grabbing the beers. These new microphones we're using. Yeah. Uh, Justin's microphones, his condenser mics we were using at the studio, uh, they're way more, they pick up way more room. Yeah. There's nothing here. When John was on the show last week in the beginning of the show, he was talking not four feet from these microphones. You could barely hear him. Yeah. These are, um, so they're very directional. Yeah. Uh, I, I always, cardioid. Is that, but you know what? Card, I think cardioid is like a half circle around the mic. So it would make, so it would pick up sound from the sides. I think these are just like. They almost seem like they're directional, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because if I go over here, if I go over here, yeah, I guess it's... it's No, it's way different. I don't know. It's way different. seems like it's mostly just in front. Okay. Now well, this here, is, let's do a proper now cheers this is with a, these a, frosty glasses. Oh, cheer. that's Ooh, nice. They we shatter and eat. ruin everything. <laughs> let's use these every week. I like the... Uh, I like the meaty clunk of a... That helped a little bit. A proper, proper mug. <laughs> if you like a meaty clunk, I'll just whip my dick on your face. <laughs> Okay, God, we're both leaving and leaving each other. Um, yeah, so uh, th- uh, this week we, <laughs> James, save me, save me. <laughs> um, I just ran like such a five-year-old across your apartment. I did, and yeah. my arms were up in the air, <laughs> like I couldn't keep my balance. Okay, so <laughs> what? What are we doing? Um, what's next? I don't even know. Where are we at here? I'm so <sighs> MCU. Mugs. Oh, MCU. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Tony's been messing still. For a few weeks now, I mean, um, yeah, nobody's heard from. At this point, we're kind of uh, we're hoping for the best, sort of preparing. Like that for he the... doesn't come back. Is that dude? Come on, sorry. Uh, prepare, uh, preparing ourselves for the worst, but um, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll hear from him soon. Yeah, uh, we we got two movies left, so we're just gonna power through it. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, in honor of Jimmy Tony, I'm still gonna play the intro. Cool. So, uh, All right. Uh, yep. Can I use the bathroom real quick first? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Just go ahead and roll the intro and I'll be back. All right. Cool. It's Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute. Well, all right. Uh, while James is uh, in the bathroom doing his business, I'm going to get us started here. Uh, the second from the last Marvel movie was uh, Endgame. And uh, what the heck was that? Oh God! Oh my God! Oh my God, man! What the hell was that? Uh, Jimmy Tony? Michael! Jesus, man! I I was here, and then you did the little thing with your finger. You snap. I was gone, man. I was I was gone, and now I'm back again. What the I, hell's going on, man? I have no idea what you're talking. And about. And the first thing I see when I come back is your stupid pussy face. 
Um, I'm at a loss for words right yeah, now. Yeah, me too, man. What the hell's going on? Um, you know, uh, this uh, this isn't gonna work. What? Uh, hey, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you can you grab that that package over there real quick? This one over here. Yeah, yeah. Just just turn around and, oh, and yeah. go get it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, not uh, the the TV. Uh, don't worry about it. Shit. Uh, I gotta take care of this body. Uh, we'll be right back. Um, okay, uh, we are back here. James is... What? Oh, uh, just playing with my... Playing with the new TV, you know? I, I, I can't keep my hands off the thing. Your neighbors are gonna hate you, dude. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an accident. But, uh, but right. everything's cool now. Yeah, thanks for taking a break, dude. Yeah, no, no problem. Dude, that dump was so intense, I thought I heard Jimmy Tony's voice for a second. <laughs> you, you, wow, that's... Uh, uh, all right, anyway, where, uh, where were we? Hey, um, yeah, uh, we're talking about Endgame. Uh, oh, yeah, Endgame. All right, so... I had told you from the get-go that this was epic. From the get-go? From the get-go. Oh, the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, man, this movie, it's crazy. Right? How much stuff there... I'm, first of all, I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize it was a three-hour movie. As well, it should have been. Sure, sure. You it's know? just we, I came over here and I was like, yeah, let's sit down, let's watch a movie. And then you go, which movie do you want to watch? I said, oh, shit, let's watch Endgame. We got to watch that for this week. And uh, <laughs> at one point you paused it and I looked at the timestamp and I go, this is a three-hour movie? What yeah. the fuck? It's the ending to a total saga. This is the movie that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker should have been. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually fucking love that movie. <laughs> I'm just getting really sick and tired of all the fucking fanboys talking shit about it but that's a whole nother episode whole nother story we're not getting into it here's the thing yes. before we move on to endgame uh i haven't seen that movie mm-hmm. and i haven't seen the previous one um uh, the last jedi yeah and i'm not as i'm not super into the star wars movies i like them sure but i'm not super into them so i think that my opinion will be king king okay i'm into so, that i'll let you know when i see it uh anyway endgame yeah endgame mm-hmm. Ah, uh, jeez. We got 30, uh, 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. Go. Uh, Endgame was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. It was. There was so much, dude. All of the heroes all together. Uh, it was, like, I'm drawing a blank right now because it was just, it was so much information to take in all at once. The comedy there was, the the comedy was there. The action was there. I liked Captain Marvel She was in great this in this one, yeah. Like I said, her this when was she, the right setting for her. When uh, she showed her, up, her own movie, whatever they were trying to do with it, whatever they were trying to do with the character in her own movie, just did not work. But when she was in this movie, she fit right in, and I liked it. When a lot. she, ooh, that was weird. When she showed up, the the first time that she was in this movie, her her character was more believable than the entire Captain Marvel movie. Right, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because the actors that she's acting with make her caliber rise. Which, granted, no, she's a she, good had, she had, but she had Sam Jackson and uh, uh, who what's his nuts in the other movie. Yeah, but like, I don't know she's, what she's I don't know what it actress, is. Maybe being in, those, in that company though just made the character better. I don't know. Something. I think it was but, just the overall tone of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel was something completely different. Yeah, like there's there's things that I wish that we could get into if this was like a full review because there's spoilers that I'd love to talk to you about. Yeah, which we're not going to get into because still at this point maybe not maybe not everybody has seen it. But Dude, it's we neither talk here nor about there. Spoilers about every other movie. Neither here nor there. 
I thought it was a perfect wrap-up for all the characters. Which confuses me a little bit. Why did they decide to make another movie after this if they eh, thought that was... To, 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 I don't know. Uh, loose ends. Fat Thor was amazing. Fat Thor was Loved my Fat favorite Thor. version of Thor ever. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye. And the fact that he stays fat throughout yeah, the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. He's got fat armor at the end. I remember when I first saw it, I was expecting him to, oh, he's going to do the like, God oh, of Thunder he's thing. He's going to do the Thunder, and then, and then he's, he's going to go back to being chiseled. Abs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, no, he nope. stayed fat the whole time. He had fat guy armor at the end. And it was so cool. he braided his giant beer beard. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's there great. was just so much uh, fucking Tony Stark. Just Give me some scores. Oh, man, I... I can't. I I don't have individual scores. I'm I'm first. I'm gonna give this a rating of three thousand <laughs> out of ten. Oh man, <laughs> I loved this movie. Three thousand. There you go. Uh, Captain Marvel is going to get a um a twenty, and that's that's ten for uh that's that's ten for each of uh each portions of her performance as the guest host of jimmy kimmel oh oh no oh my lanta we won't get into that the jiggly joint oh my god the bounce house good lord uh oh we're such men yeah we are yep um anyway Uh, there's your dude uh the, the tony tony stark iron man you know what he did yep fucking three thousand he gets a three thousand uh everybody in the cast gets a three thousand this movie was awesome it was so much fun there were certain characters that I would have liked to have seen more of. Yep. But uh, it is what it is, man. Yeah. So I loved it. Like I said, yeah. I, I I don't want to. I don't want to talk there was, too much about it because we'll so, be here all night. There but. was so much that I almost can't remember it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to even give a proper it's, review. It's of it, an amazing it was, movie. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's the perfect cap off to three <clears throat> phases of movies, and we have one left next week. Yeah. So um, if this was the perfect cap. Then uh, I guess Spider Man, Spider Man Far from Far home? from Home, yep, will be like the little the little bomb bomb that <laughs> goes on the top of the, <laughs> the cap, <laughs> the little bomb bomb that we're going to shake. Um, yes, all right, and uh, yeah, that's and it. We only got one more week to Im- Im- immortalize uh, uh, Jimmy, Tony, Jimmy Tony. If you're Jimmy Tony, if you're out there and you can hear this, we miss you. Come home, man. There's some of them over there. Huh? Huh? What? what? Oh, nothing. Um, oh, yeah, okay. uh, Jimmy Tony, we we miss you. So much. Um, it's nice of you, man. I know that you guys haven't always gotten along, but it's nice to hear that coming from you. So. Um, yeah, All right. Well, uh, well, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was Jimmy Tony, sort of, in spirit. And uh, let's get into the bleed feed. So much blood. What? All right, we're going to uh, we're going to start this holiday hangover edition of the bleed feed with a death. Oh, unfortunately, okay. uh, no one likes to lose anybody over the holidays, and this was actually kind of a big one. Uh, rest in peace to David Foster. Uh, David Foster was a legendary producer, and uh, I use the word legendary because he's behind probably one of the greatest movies to ever grace the silver screen, mm-hmm. uh, and that is he was the producer behind John Carpenter's The Thing. Right. Really? Yes. Uh, he passed away uh, on, on Monday in Los Angeles at the age of 90. Uh, no specific cause of death was listed, but he was 90. That's 
that's how life works. That's what, yeah, um, that's what he, happens when you're 90. Guy you lived a long life, did a lot of great things. Uh, he also produced uh, The Mask of Zorro. I love the Zorro movies. Yeah. They were really good. Yeah. With Antonio Banderas. Antonio, Antonio Banderas. My name is Antonio Banderas. You killed my Zorro. Nope. Prepared. Nope. That's not the one? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, he also did The River Wild, which was a great movie. Oh, with, uh, with the, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. My name is Kevin Bacon. You killed my river. Prepare to die. <laughs> uh, he also did Short Circuit. Uh, also, the remake of The Fog, as well as the pre-make of The Thing. I call it a pre-make, because it's a little bit of both. Oh, it's totally a pre-make. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he also did those uh, later on uh, in his career. So. <laughs> or a prequel, I guess you could say. Well, pre-make. 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 Yeah, I like that. Um, that was really weird. My blind behind you was a little open, and I could have sworn I just saw somebody staring through it, but I'm pretty sure it was my own reflection. <laughs> uh, don't. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, because you're not lined up to... No. Oh, yeah, you're right. What's, what's, what? Is a, I'm sure it was a, a reflection, just not you me. You keep I talking. I'm going to yeah. check this out. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so rest in peace to David Foster. Uh, like I said, age of 90. Uh, huge, huge life there. So uh, moving on, get ready for the fourth adaptation of Stephen King's debut debut novel, Carrie. Ah. We're getting James. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to keep a straight face here. Um, yeah, we're getting another Carrie. Uh, Collider is reporting that MGM is developing the limited series with FX uh, and also notes that, quote, though it's still very early in development, uh, there's no script yet, but sources say that this time around, the telekinetic teen Carrie White will likely be played by either a trans performer or an actress of color rather than a cis white woman. So they're, uh, they're, they're, they're making this way more inclusive, which I think the character of Carrie, though, works for that. I mean, the whole character of Carrie is kind of being, you know, someone that feels maybe out, out of, outside of, you know, things. I guess. Uh, yeah. As, I, as a cis white male, I guess I can't put myself in that. Yeah, but, it's hard to speak on these um, things. But but uh, I think I think the story, if you're going to do it, I think that story lends itself to that. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, Carrie is relentlessly bullied yeah, in school. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can see where like that somebody who sense. maybe sees the world from the outside in kind of thing. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Uh, I think that'll work. It doesn't work for everything. I think sometimes they try to force that a little bit too much in certain in certain areas, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that works for this. Yeah. You know, I think there's a right a right time and place, and I think this is the right place for that type of story. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see it. Yeah. I don't know that we needed a fourth carry. No. <laughs> but <laughs> nope, definitely not. But uh, but we're getting it. So uh, we will we will hold off uh, hold off our judgment until we see it. I suppose. Sure. I didn't see the what. Hold on. So there was. There's the Sissy Spacek one. Sure. There, there was, was the, another one that I I think it was made for TV. There was like Carried to the Rage or something. Well, there was like yeah that. no there was another yeah. There was um, uh, Carrie with Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe or Grace Morel. Yep. Morel, if you're yep. Michael. <laughs> She's and a mushroom. So, this, so I guess this one would be. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in, this, this would be the fourth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. Uh, speaking of Stephen King, um, I don't know if you're going if you're planning on uh, talking about this in the blues. But uh, Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep that is in fact bleh. getting it's stop news. It. Shut up! It's news. No, no, no stop it. All I right, fine. Blues, All right, fine. Speaking of Stephen, oh, wait, do you have like extended details about it? Well, just what it's going to be. Oh, okay, I fine. It, well, fine, fine. Blurry, then I'll move on to my other Stephen don't King related news. My shit, dude. I don't get to do much stuff. <laughs> what? So there's more Stephen King news. Then I'll just move on to. Okay. Um, Another Stephen King story being adapted for an episodic series is Jerusalem's Lot, which I'm actually really excited about this. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm excited because 
every person under the sun has looked at me like I'm a fucking idiot that I've not actually seen or read Salem's Lot. I I started reading it because I wanted to read it before I watched it, and then I words are hard, so I never finished it. But uh, Epics has I'm ordered. Trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to tell you that <laughs> people aren't looking at you like you're a fucking idiot because of that. Um. Well, you just did, so thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's a lot easier than you thought, right? Let you down easy. Um, <laughs> Epics has ordered a uh, ordered ten episodes for the Salem's Lot prequel story uh, with Ad- Adrian Brody in a starring role. So that's pretty cool. I love Adrian Brody. I do like Adrian Brody. Um, I just that nose has so much range. It's just <laughs> woo. It's <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Guy's got a beak, man. Come on, so I can't like see it. <laughs> Dude, that guy. No, I do love Adrian Brody though. He's he's incredible. It's uh, it's prominent. <laughs> Chicks dig him. It hey, it's a it's a prominent nose. Like when you have prominent features like that, it sets you sets you aside from the uh, the rest of I, I, I the heard, rest of people. I heard that if you have a prominent uh, you know Johnson, it helps. <laughs> it helps too. <laughs> I've heard I've heard things, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't know. But oh I've heard my things. god! <laughs> I want to hold on. I want to. I want. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of what this would be. I I want to maybe a maybe a band. <laughs> Maybe, what, maybe prominent a, Johnson. No, 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 not a band. Maybe I want to start writing, and my pseudonym is going to be Prominent Johnson. <laughs> it's, it sounds like Regal, actually. It does. It sounds <laughs> Prominent Johnson from the mind of Prominent Johnson. <laughs> oh my God! All right. <laughs> anyway, as you read, Prominent Johnson just reaches out and touches you and smacks you in the face with its literary. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> it could be another gay strip club, too. We're going to the Prominent Johnson. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, I screw all the pseudonym stuff. Let's just open a gay strip club. Call it Prominent Johnson. Be right, wow. next, be right next to Private Dicks. It's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's oh, fantastic. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you're making me wheeze. Uh, this is a good episode. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes, we are getting 10 episodes of Jerusalem's Lot. I'm very excited for it. Um, I will watch. Let's do an episode on vampire movies or another Stephen King month or something so I can finally watch Salem's Lot. Okay? What? I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I don't know. I can't get Prominent Johnson on my head. It'd be amazing. The, the phone rings. Like, ring, ring, ring. Hello, Prominent Johnson. <laughs> oh, Pro- Pro- oh, I guess he could be a Prominent Johnson, Private Dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is Prominent Johnson, Private Dick. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, or if it became, it becomes so famous that, like, like, you are like a company's version of you. It's like, I need to speak to your prominent Johnson. <laughs> get, get me, get me your most prominent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh, this has got to be so annoying. Let's do it. No, it's care. fine. Get, oh. get me, get me your most prominent Johnson on the phone right away. <laughs> All right, all right. Finally, <laughs> finally, something not related to Stephen King or prominent Johnsons. Um, we finally have a trailer for the new Blade movie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. 
I'm on, sorry. Come on, Jim. Roll it in. Roll right. it in. It's the Stoke. It's the Stoke Ugh. cold brew, dude. All right. All right. Uh, we finally have a trailer uh, for the new Blade movie. Yeah. Not the Marvel Blade movie. The Puppet Master spinoff Blade movie. Oh, cool. Blade the Iron Cross. Uh, Blade the Iron Cross is part of the Full, Mo- Full Moon's Deadly Ten project of films and will be released on Full Moon Features, which is like their streaming service. Is Blade a Nazi? Um, he's not a Nazi. He was always used by isn't isn't the Iron the, Cross the, the Iron Cross is yeah, like well, a yeah, Nazi well, thing? Isn't all it? of the Puppet Master movies have Nazi like tones to him, like overtones and stuff. Oh, yeah, all God, of them do. I haven't seen any of them in a long yeah, time. So. Yeah, I've all been right. watching through them very slowly, but I've been watching oh, through geez. them. Oh, I but, guess uh, the Littlest Reich. Yeah, there duh, you go. That there makes you go. Sense. Um, anyway, though, it'll be on Full Moon Features, which is their streaming service, as well as Full Moon's Amazon channel, uh, in March of 2020. Um, I've watched the trailer. It looks both amazing and also very Full Moon, which is to say, horribly <laughs> shitty. So it's going to be exactly what you expect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's great. I will always uh, welcome new Puppet Master movies. So uh, that is pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. Pretty. All right, Prominent Johnson. What do you got on blue? Dude, that was that was a good laugh, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, is Beyond the Door is, re- <laughs> is receiving a limited edition Blu-ray release in the US, UK, and Canada courtesy of Arrow Video. This movie was just, this movie, this movie. Beyond the Door. Yes. Prominent Johnson Beyond the Door. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Totally does. Okay. Sure. Depends on what door you're talking about. Uh, this movie was described as disgusting, scary trash, and maddeningly inappropriate by Roger Ebert. So, yeah. uh, or Robert, Roger Ebert. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I wrote down Robert. Obviously meant Roger. Brother, maybe? Is it, huh? Is it Roger Ebert's brother? Is that Robert Ebert? Ro- oh. <laughs> is it? Does, Robert, does Roger Ebert have a brother? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it he does, w- however, <laughs> have a prominent Johnson. <laughs> Dude, so disrespectful. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> That's why it's prominent. It's the only thing left. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the only thing nobody wanted. Not uh, even the worms. All right. Uh, gee, oh, God. That was I'm an not awful even going joke. there. I'm not even going there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it was also subject to a lawsuit by Warner Brothers due to its striking similarities to The Exorcist, which. Uh, I was on my phone. It yeah. could be. Uh, so, you know, basically right up right yeah. our alley. Yeah, absolutely. Maddening, maddeningly inappropriate and uh, so we'll exactly love it. like we'll the love fucking it. exorcist. Yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan's 2019 adaptation of Stephen King's Dr. Sleep will be headed to digital on January 21st and Blu-ray on February 4th and will include a brand new three-hour. Are you going to get a beer? Uh, did you not realize that I set you one right here like a real pal? Yeah, but I want to flush the blood. Oh, well, grab me one, I guess. <laughs> uh, and on Blu-ray on February 4th, and will include a brand new three-hour director's cut. Uh, direct, director Mike Flanagan says, There are some big new scenes for sure. I don't want to spoil any of that, but I can say that there is new material throughout, including in the final act at The Overlook. Yeah, I was um, I was excited to talk about this because we are actually getting the three hour cut of his movie, unlike how we didn't get th- the longer extended three hour cut of it, which I was very oh, much yeah. looking forward to. We still haven't gotten that, so yeah. at least we're getting 
a Stephen King three-hour cut of a movie that looks amazing. So I haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet. Neither man. have I. I'm waiting for it to come on uh, digital, only because I have a feeling I'm going <clears> to <throat> want to really deep dive that movie. Yeah. Um, and pause it and talk about it and all that. So I'm waiting until it comes out, which will be very soon. Can I do something completely out of character and go off track for a second here? Um, yes. <laughs> um, so my kids got Toy Story four for uh for Christmas. Okay. So we've been watching it, right? Okay. I still haven't seen it. Uh, it's good. It's so really good. I loved it. Um, so we've watched it 150 times in the last three days. <clears throat> Not and, sure it's possible, uh, but go on. You know, once you start to watch a movie a couple times, you start to pay a little more attention to what's going on in the background, some of the small details. <clears throat> and one of the things, I was I was sitting at my kitchen table yesterday making a, a wallet, and all of a sudden I hear this song. You're going to say a waffle. A wa- <laughs> Why would I make a waffle at the kitchen table, Mike? Um, my kids are watching Toy Story 4, and Aaron, and Aaron was watching it for the first time. What? I just want to point out that's actually the perfect place to make a waffle is the kitchen table. What? Bring the waffle maker over to the kitchen table. Then you don't got to get up to. You make it on the counter, dude. <sighs> all right, psychopath. Do whatever. Jeez. Um, and all of a sudden I hear this song <clears throat> at this particular part that's supposed to be kind of creepy in the movie, and I go, I think that's the song that's playing at the very end of The Shining. Is and it? So I looked it up, and it is. Oh. And so Aaron pulls up all the other facts about Toy Story Four. There are like dozens of. Shining references. So this is in Toy oh, just Story, not not horror in general, just Shining. Specifically, The Shining. All right, we got to play Toy Story Four and The Shining together and see what lines oh, up, dude. Yes, that needs to happen. Because she even said there's there's certain shots of the uh, the antique store that are supposed to be just like when you dude, see we should shots actually do this. of the Overlook Hotel. We got two screens. We right do. Here. We can literally do it right here. By the way, I have to say, uh, Mike's got this big brand new tv and 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 i was like you know it kind of seems like we should have something on and i said maybe we should put a horror movie on but then we and just on mute so we would have some movement in the our periffs here and then mike said that was probably a bad idea because we'd end up just watching it so we we went on pluto tv or the free watch or whatever the hell it is Mm -hmm. we got this nice crackling fireplace it's beautiful however it's it's annoying the hell out of me why because it's not in the middle of the screen the 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 fire the fire rack is to the right, a couple of inches too much. It's not uh, it's not centered, and it's bothering the piss out of me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, cause well, it's cause you can see the corner, so you can see the corner on the left exactly, side. Exactly, that's what I'm saying though. I feel like they do that on purpose though to give you a little feeling of depth. Nah. Fuck if that. it was completely nope. centered, it would be a 2D image, but nope. now you've got sort of a 3D thing going nope. on. I don't nope. know. I like it. Nope. You can shut your dirty mouth. All right. Anyway, that's, that that's it for blues. Okay, yeah. so finally for our last uh, bit of news, this is actually not horror-related, but I felt like we needed to talk about it. Apparently, come March 5th, 2021, we are going to be getting Jackass 4. Okay. Do we need this? <laughs> this Discuss. Is, <laughs> this is the news? I I read this no. and I immediately was like, I don't want to see mid fifties Johnny Knoxville killing himself on camera. I don't need to see now sober Stevo doing stuff that's probably going to make him do drugs again. I don't need to see so, any of this. So Stevo still does this stuff. He does. Um and he But it's, it's not almost funny, like- but it's not funny now. 
at least to, I've watched one of his more recent things. Yeah, it's no longer funny, and the thing I actually where think he, it's kind of sad. The thing where he jumped off of his roof into his hot tub. It, Did I didn't. See that? No, I didn't he, see like, that. Broke one. his ass. I didn't see that. But like, it's just not funny anymore. When you're young and stupid and on drugs, <laughs> it it. We're not the, advocating it, doing. No, drugs, we're not advocating. We're not advocating any of that. But like. It's more funny when you're just young and stupid and you can tell stories about how you survived it. Yeah. When you are older, middle-aged, and physically already broken, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Bam Margera looks like a fucking hot air balloon, too. Uh, so he's not even going to be fun to look at. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ryan's dead. Ryan Dunn's dead. Ryan Dunn's dead, and he was the best one. You know, maybe Bam will do a... Never mind. I'm not even going to... No, not, don't. not even making that joke. Yep. My point is though, like I just I don't if need I, to see this. Like and, and no, like aside from aside from Stevo, you know, Stevo went through all of his stuff with yeah. the drugs. Oh yeah. Novak was Novak almost died. Mm-hmm. He's at, like these are. Here's the thing: these guys have I've watched uh, interviews with them lately. Um, Stevo and Novak, they're both clean. Yeah. They're both they both have their heads on straight, and they're both doing a lot of other work with like uh with other. Um, addicts and stuff. Maybe, maybe that's to help people get clean and get on the right path. And it's like, maybe dude, that's, that's really admirable. Just do that. Maybe that's like, what will make it funny, though, is the fact that they're sober now doing it. <laughs> so it's like a completely different dimension, maybe. But like, it seems like a cash grab. It just, I don't know. I, yeah, we don't need it. No, we don't need it. Mm-mm. You, you know, got, you you already have younger people and coming up and get, doing it. Which, if the idea is to get younger people to be in this movie to like pass the baton, if they're going to do that kind of thing, then what's going to suck about it is this younger crop of people are going to out try to outdo everything that the jackass guys did. They're going to end up killing themselves. Well, they've already got. There's That's ar- the problem. There's already like the uh, the dudes and those guys from I think they're from Sweden mm-hmm. or Norway. They've been around. Know. They've been around longer than the jackass guys. Yeah, no. oh, they're yeah. younger though. No, they're not. They're not? I don't believe so. They might be a little bit younger, but they've been around oh. longer than the Jackass But yeah, guys. those guys are crazy as fuck. And like the one guy, the one guy I, I watched a, a scene where he tried to jump a car through a moving train, like through a box car, and just straight up broke his back. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, like, dude, it's just dumb. It's know. dumb. Maybe it's just because we're older now, though. <laughs> maybe. Just like, maybe. Guys, this seems irresponsible. Like maybe just don't. <laughs> yeah, if you if you was even thinking about it. If you was, just don't. Just don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm still gonna watch it. Obviously, well, sure. I'm mean, gonna watch it at home. I'm not gonna go pay money for it. But I God, and then you get the. It's I, weird. <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't think we need it. That's I, all. I hate they. I hate when they do stuff with body fluid though. God, stop. <laughs> like fucking like. They always do stuff with. Uh, uh, my, my name is Johnny Knoxville, and this is Prominent Johnson. <laughs> I would pay oh, to see man. that. I would pay to see that. Oh boy, yeah. Let's uh, it. Okay. Anyway, yeah. No, I don't think it's necessary, but I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah. Well, so. All right. Anyway, that's your news. Um, yeah. That's your news. Oh, for, sorry, I was that's, thinking of. That's thinking the of last little... news of the decade. <gasps> oh, right, man. Right. I didn't even think about it. I know. It just dawned on me. That's the last news we're gonna do for the decade, dude. This isn't even a. Yeah, this isn't even a year end show. This is a decade end show. Nah, that's wow. fine. What do you it. mean? It's fine. It's the it's the end of the the dead kid, right? Because you gotta stupid. gotta horrify everything. So stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I, I didn't even really think about it that it's the end of a decade. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Another decade. Twenty twenties. We're in the future, baby. Flying cars are gonna be next year. And oh hell yeah. We're gonna have space dogs. Not space humans. Just space dogs. Space dogs. Space dogs. Space dog. In the year 2000. <laughs> All right. Uh, that will do it for your news for the decade. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, 
a director. Wow, I don't know why I paused so much. Wow. A director that's <laughs> going to take over in the new decade. That's how this is a new decade show. Because he's, he's going to take over. It's going to be an all-Norwegian affair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Wow, it certainly smells like an autopsy in here. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Um, nah, we're, we're not talking about that. Okay, uh, we're going to start it's with... Good, uh, it's a good thing your chair is mesh. 20, <laughs> right. Uh, 2016's The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, our first movie directed by Andre Overdahl. Um, Andre Overdahl, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode. <coughs> he was the guy that directed Troll Hunter. And I had mentioned that even though I didn't care for that movie, mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people did, which which makes me realize it's a, it's more of a personal taste thing than it being a bad movie. I'm not saying that. On my, this might go against. I don't remember what I said when we actually did an episode about it. You loved it, did I? Yeah. Okay, I remember the first time we watched it, I was like not super into it, and then the second time we watched it, I was way more into it. I I still had problems with the designs of the trolls and stuff like that the trolls are what kind of killed it for me to be honest with you they just they were so out of place for me that being said i understand like i said that's my own personal hang-ups on it everybody else that i know loves if the trolls looked differently you probably would have liked the movie a lot more. i I, I probably would have it's just a choice that worked for the majority i just wasn't part of it the reason that i don't hold that against him is because so many people loved that movie Mm -hmm. and between troll hunter the Autopsy of Jane Doe, and then now Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, mm-hmm. they are so radically different types of horror movies. Yeah, it's crazy. Or of genre movies. And he handles them perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a spoiler. I loved both movies for very different reasons. Yeah, yeah. But I loved both movies. And the reason that I... I mean, I wasn't... I was only half kidding when I said that he is going to be the director for the genre in the new decade because, like... It doesn't. It doesn't. It seems like it doesn't matter what you give him. He knows how to extract from the story exactly what it needs to mm-hmm. to 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 stand on its own legs. You know, like he um he just really really knows how to handle the content with care, and and that's not easy to do. You know, it's really it's really not an easy thing to do to appease the masses with radically different types of stories. Well, the funny thing is, you're saying he's like he's kind of this really up and cut you think he's going to be a big big name in the Mm -hmm. in the genre yeah um i was reading like he he really hadn't even because what did he do prior to autopsy jane doe he did troll Troll hunter Hunter, and then some shorts troll hunter was genre but it was more fantasy than it was uh horror i I would it's still under the umbrella though yeah sure but he didn't even consider doing like a straight up horror movie until he went and saw a screening of the conjuring Mm mm-hmm He's like, yes, that. <laughs> and he's and he told. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. He he called his agent and said, uh, "Try to find me a good horror script." Mm-hmm. And it was autopsy of Jane autopsy Doe. of Jane Doe, and it's so good. And it's like, so it's this is a he he didn't even he didn't even consider himself like a genre director mm-hmm. per se. You know, no, but he he saw, he the, saw conjuring. the Conjuring. He's, he's like, just like, oh, fuck, wait. I want to make a horror movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he did it and killed it. And this this movie this movie works for me on so many levels. Um, I love single location horror movies. Yeah, definitely. And that's because it, it's almost like <clears throat> very claustrophobic. It's very there's so much that you can do in a confined space, and just them being essentially in an autopsy room for the majority of the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're out in the halls a little bit, and sure, whatever. But they're still in one house. You know, and and I love that. I think it's fantastic. And the fact that it was uh, um, a morgue that was underground. Yes. You know, underneath inter- this very underneath this old house, it was basically in the cellar of this old house. And and um, there was a Toby Hooper movie called Mortuary that was essentially the same thing. Was it? Yeah, it was. It's not. It wasn't as good as as this movie. It was very different in tone. It was actually more like. Um, it reminded me more of like the Haunting in Connecticut, which oh, really? I. I like that movie. Didn't love it. Yeah, but it was alright. Mortuary gave me more that tone. Okay, you know, but it was still it was a mortuary though. Basement was where where it was at, and it was yeah, mm-hmm. very similar. Um, anyway, here uh, let's see here. A father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was apparently harboring dark secrets. I love that because it doesn't really give much of anything away. Yeah, it's just very mysterious, and that's yeah. exactly what this movie is. Um, you have uh, Brian Cox, the immortal Brian Cox. Uh, who is not bad in a singular role he's ever done, or a single role. If anyone, if anyone were going to play the role <laughs> of prominent Johnson, <laughs> it would be Brian Cox. <laughs> Just picturing him saying that name over and over. <laughs> I'm prominent Johnson. <laughs> I'm prominent Johnson. Anyway, uh, he plays the role of Tommy. Uh, you have Emil Hirsch, who is amazing, who plays his son, Austin. Uh, and then you have uh, Ophelia... Wait, that's the wrong name. No, it's Ophelia... not. Ophelia no. Lovibond is, is, the, is the girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend, Emma. yes. I, I somehow don't have the, the name of the corpse. Uh, Olwyn <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Which is... Uh, is she Irish? What is Olwyn? That sounds like a very Irish name. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her nationality is, but one thing that I can tell you, and let's get this out of the way right oh, now... Oh, God. You're about to get weird. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, you weren't the one that first sent <laughs> me the text message. It is not weird if you're watching this movie and your first thought is, it's a hot corpse. <laughs> it's a real hot dead chick. <laughs> to be clear, it's not weird if you're like a... If you're... You know, if if you're a horror fan, <laughs> if you're used to that's, this kind of stuff, still kind of weird, <laughs> like us, it might be still a little bit weird. I don't however, know. however, we are we are justified because spoilers start now. Bitch ain't actually dead. Well, jeez, dude. I said spoilers are starting now. <laughs> God, no, um, you're gonna blow the whole thing. What, um. um <laughs> no, I, the reason I say that though is is because that's actually kind of the whole point of the movie. As they are uh, giving this this woman an autopsy, she was found underground basically, yet she was in immaculate condition. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out why they, you know, the cops put a rush on the whole thing. Like, uh, she you, is Irish. By you the need way. to figure. Who Irish? Uh, you need to. I don't know what that was. I just did, but <laughs> Irish. It was, like yeah. Nicholas, it was my Nick Cage accent. Hey, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ooh. <laughs> Just say it. You know you want to. Who? What? Where? No. She's no, Irish. No, I was gonna say uh, Nick Cage is Prominent Johnson. <laughs> Just do it. Get it out of your. Oh, dude, I can't. Hold on. Let me center myself. Prom. I'm Prominent Johnson. <laughs> prominent Johnson. 
Um, anyway, she uh, she's she's dug up out of the uh, out of the ground, but she's in immaculate condition. Like she's not decomposed. She looks like she was just put there five minutes before they found her. Yeah. Um, and that's why she's so hot. She's not like a. I'm saying she's not like a, like a dead, <laughs> rotting corpse or anything like that. Come on, no, we're not that no, gross. No, she's she's obviously a very, she's a very beautiful girl in real life. Yes, yes. So, but uh, when they pull her skin back, whew. oh, dude, butterflies, right? <laughs> so fell, sticky. Fell in love. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, but that's that's the whole thing though. Is like they're taking her apart, and she's. All of her insides are all fucked up. Like her, her lungs are black. <clears throat> her heart's all fucked up. They find a, uh, they find a, um, a piece of cloth with a to- a tooth in it. And I it was right there where I go, oh, it's witches, because it's a hex bag. Oh, more. I knew, uh, I knew right away that it was more spoilers. Ha- well, if you weren't prepared, we're yes, all the spoilers. Spoil- all the spoilers. All the spoilers. <laughs> I um, as soon as I saw that though, I was like, oh, it's it's a hex bag. It's witches. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. Um and. But I still didn't know for sure. I, I I love the idea of weird religious like sacrificial things yeah. like and mystery and it's oh, it's yeah. just it's all good, dude. And it. and I've told you on this podcast before the idea of witches to me is I don't know what it is. It's like it's such a it's not witches like riding around on their broomsticks and <laughs> yeah. I mean like real witches. Yeah, that shit is scary to mm-hmm. me. It's so scary. Um. Evil this, witches, though, not like hedge witches or something like that. Like you want, you're talking about like evil hex bearing witches. Yeah, yeah, bad. Are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? <laughs> yeah, like uh, like bad witches. That that shit's scary as hell. Like even if um, even if Lords of Salem was weird as hell. Oh, I love that movie. Just oh, I, it's I did too. It's it crazy. It was like a it was like it was like you know a witch movie on on acid. Never done acid, by the way, so I, I don't know. We should do that next episode. Know. Okay, we're doing acid next episode. <laughs> um, But yeah, just witches are, are scary to me. And as I got closer and closer to the truth in this movie, because you knew it at the hex bag. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, sorry, <laughs> I can't tonight. I don't, I don't Someone's know. Someone's got the giggles tonight. <laughs> I got tonight. the giggles. Um, when you knew it at the hex bag, I knew it, I started to know it when they opened her up and they saw so her her lungs had or her heart had stab wounds in it mm-hmm. and they're like how the hell can she have stab wounds well, her whole interior her had stab wounds it wasn't <clears> just <throat> her heart it was like her like what was that i don't know what that was what was that oh god it's witches, i don't know it? it's witches. it's witches fuck keep talking i'm gonna investigate um <laughs> So, uh, so you see stab wounds, yeah. On like she's got interior stab wounds that are now like scar tissue, right? And her lungs are blackened, and her bones are broken. And then what was what was the other? There was one other thing that kind of tipped me off. And then they started between the two of them. They're like, why was you it know? the broken wrists? And uh... I said I said that. Okay. Uh, there was one other thing. I can't remember what it was, but they said. Why would you? Why would you? Po- oh, there was the poison, like the uh, the Jimson weed yep. inside of her, which is a uh, um, uh, an herb, an herb that basically flower par- paralyzes you. Yeah, and they say like, why would you? Why would you stab a person and burn a person? Why would you do all? But she these was burnt from them? the inside, not the outside. It right. was weird, and so it kind of started to tip me off. I'm like, uh, oh, and then he says, and then early on in the movie, uh, Emil Hirsch. Jim Sturgis might as well be Jim Sturgis. They're one in the same yeah. to me. Are they not? 
Um, Both good actors. I think good. I think Emile Hirsch is actually a better actor than Jim Sturgis. Personally. I think Emile Hirsch is amazing. Yeah, I actually thought he <clears throat> but he reminded very, me more for of, some reason they're kind of interchangeable at he, the same time. Also, he reminded me a lot of the guy that was in the Star Trek movies that uh, passed away way too young uh, when he got crushed by his car. Oh um, God, what's oh. his name? Um, um, he played Scotty, not Scotty. Uh, uh, damn it. Yeah, was it Scotty? Yeah, he played Scotty in, yeah. in the new Star Wars movies. I like him so much. Yeah, and too. oh my god, we're he's got doing a, a real disservice to him right now. He's got a he's got a Russian name. Oh, um, yeah, I, it, <laughs> Nickel Nickel Vol, Nicholas Volkov. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrestler. Um, <laughs> uh, ah, shit. Oh, this is hold on, hold on. Star Trek. We're looking it up here. Yeah, I'm usually so good with I names. I know. Me too. I know. Uh, uh, and he was in Green Room. Oh my god. This is pissing me off. Oh god, everybody's like losing. That's all right, dude. Anton Yelkin. Anton Yelkin. Yeah. That was it. I'm uh, like if you're from Russia and I'm offending you because that's not a Russian, <laughs> that's name. Not a Russian name. Yes it is. That's a Russian name. Yeah, okay. Um <clears throat> Anton Yelkin, that's yeah. totally Russian. Uh, he reminded me of Emil Hirsch a lot too actually. Um maybe it's just cuz they're both young brunette dudes, I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's all it takes. I guess maybe that's all it takes for me. But <laughs> every time, every time Mike sees a young brunette dude, he mm. goes, "Wait, is that Emil Hirsch?" Oh no, it's Anton Yelkin. Nah, no, it's a Russian. Oh no, no, it's Jim Sturgis. <laughs> never mind. Oh no, never mind. Just some random Russian guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, anyway, fuck, I got so sidetracked. What yep. was I even talking about? I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> that was when I. Oh, oh he says. Um, he he looks at her waistline. He says, "Look at like look at her waistline is so slim." He was almost, checking her out too. Oh yeah, he's totally <laughs> checking her out. He's like, it almost it almost seems like it doesn't fit her frame. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, and then uh, Brian Cox, the dad, Tim, uh, Tim, Tom, Ta, Tom, Tim, uh, Thomas, Tommy, yeah, Tommy, yep, Tommy. He brings it up uh, like a few minutes later. He's like, "You're right though. Her waistline doesn't fit." And he's like, "Why would that? Like, it's not congenital." So what would happen? What would cause that? And he goes, "Well, corsets, if they're if they're worn long enough, can cause that." And Emil Hirsch goes, "Didn't those go out of style like two hundred years ago?" And I was like, "Okay, oh, I, that I really catch that. that really sealed the deal for me." I, I didn't was like, even so catch this, that. This broad is obviously very old, mm-hmm. and they're t- and then and then the fact that she has all these interior wounds that seem to be healed but not fatal. Mm-hmm. You know, no other person could really go through that unless there was something. Magical about that, you know. There were there was a lot of other things they did in the movie too, outside of just like her character. Because I loved how her character, uh, up and up until it was they had they had to obviously make a change. She was like completely still, didn't move, didn't do anything on the table like the entire time. Didn't blink. Her eyes didn't dart. She doesn't ever. I mean, aside from what like the last five minutes. Oh yeah, because it's not her that gets up and walks around. It's one of the other corpses. You're right. Um, um, but I, I was I was gonna say like oh go ahead go ahead no no, no I was, don't say anything about the ending yet the, sure the, sure the very sure, last sure. thing because yeah. I I do have thoughts about that but um they never like her body never got reanimated like she never twitched or moved her right. eyes so you never got the impression that anything and I thought that was such a subtle but super smart thing to do I loved that because I have not like to make. This uh, this is gonna. This sound, movie's on Netflix, by the way. This, yeah. So you yeah. guys can all watch this. We should have started with that. But this uh, is it's gonna on Netflix. sound. Check this it is out. gonna sound disrespectful to <laughs> to a dead person. So, but they're dead. So <laughs> they're who dead. cares? Um, for all intents and purposes, a, a, a corpse is an inanimate object, sure. right? So she is an inanimate it's a sack object. Of flesh. 
She's an inanimate object. This was one of the best uses of an inanimate object in a movie. Oh yeah, I've ever seen. Sure, because every time they would do a close up of her of her face, it was so chilling. Like she was she was beautiful, but her eyes, the way they were clouded over, was so creepy. And there was also this like, there was also this kind of looming sense that at any moment she could like blink mm-hmm. or but then that's what i'm saying you expected her to yeah. but she never did dude and oh my god sometimes they would just they would just like hover over her face for yeah. a few seconds and and you'd just be like oh my god what's gonna happen and i i'm trying to think of other movies like uh like oculus mm-hmm. uh mike flanagan's oculus yes. it's a it's a fucking mirror another director for the new decade yeah that out absolutely it's a mirror right yeah. What's scary about a mirror? But he manages to make a mirror so scary. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, I mean, Very similar, yeah. inherently, I would say a corpse is more scary than a mirror. Sure. But even even still, as horror fans, we see corpses all the time in movies. But this was one of the best uses yeah, of Yeah, but one. there's never been a corpse that's been so vulnerable. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> it's, it's creepy more so because of the... The look that you gave me afterwards. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Nothing. Um, no, I no, I I one hundred percent agree with you. I, it was it was an incredible use of of basically a prop because mm-hmm. that's kind of what she was in that setting. Yeah. Um, and man, like major props to uh, to Owen uh, Owen Kelly because well they hired it her wasn't because a body of her cast. background in yoga. Yeah. So she could control her breathing so that for long takes you wouldn't see her breathing. Right. Because they said they said crazy. there would be like a, a lot of these close-ups of the actual autopsy of itself, where if they used a, a body cast, it or, would just or her face, it wouldn't look. It right. would just look too fake. Yeah. So this girl was actually on this tape, like it, like you're saying, she was completely nude. Like how uncomfortable is that to begin with? I, I don't know her past. <laughs> and you're and you're you're laying there in front of a camera crew, and able to just, I I mean, she convincingly looked dead as hell oh yeah is amazing oh yeah like it's it's funny to say that it's it it seems funny to say that somebody who literally just laid still on a table gave an amazing performance but she really did there was even like shots of her face where you would swear from the previous shot there was almost a tiny little semblance of a smirk on her face you know what i mean just Uh, a just a just a just a small turning of the I corner didn't pick of her that lip. Up. I also wasn't looking for it. But that's what I'm saying. It there might not have been. It was all in the camera angle. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they would do the camera like from right face on, and every once in a while they would turn the camera about 15 degrees so that it was looking sort of downward at her face, mm-hmm. and it would turn her the corners of her lips up a little bit, so she almost looked like she was smiling. It was just amazing That's, that makes it even creepier actually. it was like it was like it was fucking brilliant camera work dude yeah, it was dude. so cool um another brilliant <clears throat> thing they did i loved the colors in this movies mm. the hallways in this entire complex they're like this dark red but then the doors are all like bright, bright turquoise green. yeah it was this really weird juxtaposition of colors Super it 60s almost looking. made it really unsettling though because it was like two clashing sort of colors yeah um, which that's like, the clashing of life and death, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is about that, so that makes sense. Um, I, and also the the radio. Mm. I loved the another inanimate yeah, object dude. was the radio. Mm-hmm. Now maybe I got fucking hell you're on the brain still, and I'm all <laughs> I'm all witching out over here. But synchronicities and synchronicities. Am I the only one? Am I the only one that was listening to that radio? I'm like that radio is acting like a spirit box. Yeah. 
No, she oh, it totally was. She was sending. I was like, I got. I'm actually getting chills thinking about it right she now. She was, was sending so them. Cool. She was trying to stop them. Yeah, she was. Like for from the inside, you think? Like oh, uh, she she manipulated every single thing that went on in that place, and she was trying to stop them because um, I actually wrote a couple of them down. Well, uh, the the son the son sort of picks up on it a little bit because he's trying to tell his dad like we should not do this. Let's finish this in the morning. You know, and his dad's like, no, when we start something, we finish it. <clears throat> they needed an answer by well, the, the morning. Well, the radio the radio keeps talking about the the announcer on the radio keeps talking about this impending storm, mm-hmm. and then as they cut as they start to cut into her. Like Emil Hirsch's character, what the hell is his name? Oh, um, uh, uh, no. uh, sorry, Austin. Austin. He kind of starts to tune in, like he starts to hear the radio, and it says it's, it, and it's still the it's still the announcer on the radio, but he says this is a storm you're not going to want to get caught up in. Yep. And he starts to look at, it, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, and then, God, this movie's so good. Yeah, it was amazing. It's so <laughs> fucking good. But there's a there's a few every single time that they would do something to her body some other thing would happen to try and stop them from doing what they were doing. Did you, did you kind of like almost sort of, it's weird, but even though this movie took place all in one location, mm-hmm. it almost sort of played out like a Da Vinci code, national treasure kind of movie where they find something and they get clues and they put it on their board mm-hmm. and then they have to figure it out. And then they go back in and find, yeah. it was almost like a weird, like, like, I don't want to say cat and mouse, but a weird like progressional sort of like story that which took is place actually, all in one room. Which is actually probably I, I imagine being a medical examiner and trying to figure out the ca- cause of death that. of people would probably. Well, you be watched this similar. with your wife, didn't you? Uh no. Oh, you didn't end no. up watching it. Oh, no. I was I was excited to see what she thought about it because she is of medical. Medicine. I'm gonna rewatch it with yeah. her. Yeah, because I think she would be pretty fascinated by it. Um. Yeah, I loved it. And then there's uh, the spot at the end when they finally <clears> reveal. <throat> They finally reveal they they pull her skin back and there's all these like like runes and yeah. witch symbols and everything mm-hmm. under her. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> I don't want to give anything else away, but it's so good. Um, um, there's just there's so many twists and turns in this movie that it's like it's perfection. Like it's, it's. There, I understand now why everybody was raving about this movie when it first came out. Yeah, you know, I totally get it now. Yeah. Um, there's a few questions that I have. Okay. So Tom. Uh, Austin mm-hmm. and Emma. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie, they're supposed to go out on a date. Yep. And then this new body comes in, and Austin says, "I gotta help my dad. I can't leave him." So he says, "Come back and come back in a couple hours, and uh, we'll go out to the movies. We'll go out to a late show. It'll be it'll be fine." And there's a part in the movie where they're being f- f- I, the bell. First of all, I gotta talk about the bell. Oh, the bell, yeah. The fucking bell. <clears throat> like <clears throat> Emma. <clears throat> Emma decides that she wants to see where Tommy, or where Austin works, and so she, she goes in. And they go into the room where they keep him in the big drawers, and she says she wants to see the, see the bodies. I loved um, Tommy in this part, by the yeah. way, because Austin's like, no, my dad's way too strict. He'll never let you see the bodies. He's like, and no, then, shower. And then all of a sudden shower. he goes, try me, <laughs> like just in the back, sipping on some coffee, and he says, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Did you notice, by the way, that the bodies, the causes of death of the bodies. Um, I didn't even notice the causes of death. not the causes of death, but certain characteristics, certain certain characteristics characteristics of one body, and then the causes of death of the other two bodies lined up with the types of torture that had happened to the no, I, to, I, I to, actually um, didn't notice Jane that at all. Doe. So there was the first body that was, I think it said mesothelioma. Okay, but that oh, body the lungs. 
right? Well, that body that body had its eyes sewn shut and its mouth sewn shut. Okay. The mouth being sewn shut correlated with the tongue being cut out of Jane Doe. The next body was at first what they thought was a Wait, gunshot. You said mesothelioma though. That's I, that's the lungs. It, I don't I don't know. That's when you breath, that's when you breathe in like asbestos and stuff like that. You get meth- mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah. It's all lungs. Well, and the lungs were all okay. fucked up though in black. Right. In yeah. But they said that was from fire. I'm just, I'm just saying it's like a it's a correlation. It's not an exact. So then, just hold on, be, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, okay. it's not. No, no, okay, no. okay. Just fuck off for a second, will you? So the next body, at first glance, was a gunshot to the face, but then when they looked closer, it was actually strychnine. Okay, poisoning. Yeah. They also said that Jane Doe had been poisoned. True. Uh, and then the third body was burnt to a crisp. Yeah. And they said that she was burned. And. Burnt to a crisp, but also had fallen. Well, nah, had fallen and struck his head, so he had like yeah. a, a. I don't fright. know. I I can see where you're going with it. I think maybe you're grasping a little bit of that at I'm that not. point. No, but. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'm not grasping. <laughs> but, okay. But anyway, so there was there was the bell tied around one of the uh, one of the corpses. That was an awesome little vehicle mm-hmm. throughout the movie, like. Hear, you're, you're waiting for the bell. Like a lot of times, yeah, yeah, like off in the distance, you would hear the bell jingle, and it's like, oh fuck, one of the corpses is up walking around. The fir- the first time when the lights bust and the lights go out at first, uh-huh. and then uh, Austin turns on his light, and you hear the three drawers open, rapid fire, like, vroom, 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 and you're like, oh shit. And then he opens, or he turns on his uh, light, and he looks over at the drawers, and all three of the um, bodies are gone. And he points the light over at uh, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, this is the realest shit in the entire movie. <laughs> Tommy just goes because, like, he's a he's an old stoic man. Most, and he obviously didn't believe in like witchcraft and stuff like that. You would think he would just say like, oh, "There's got to be some logical explanation," but he just goes, "Let's get the fuck out of <laughs> <Yeah>. here." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, amazing." Yep, yep. he's um, had enough. Um, Ah, uh, there was okay. I finally, re- <laughs> I remember what I was actually getting at though. When I was talking about Emma and Austin, they were supposed to go on a date and yeah. everything. A date. A date. <laughs> Let's go on a date, yeah. <laughs> Do you? So, spoiler alert here. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, the corpse with its face blown off is coming at them. They hide in the elevator. Brian Cox comes out, and smashes it with a, an axe. Then mm-hmm. it come to find out it was actually yeah. Emma. Do you think that they actually killed her? I um, I don't. I think it was part of. I think it was part of Jane Doe's illusion. What? Why? Okay. What happened that you think that? Uh first of all, everything is completely everything that they've seen up until this point, including at the end. You know, when the the whole storm is an illusion. There is no storm. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Because, it is true because, because the cops actually come and dig them out afterwards. Nope. Yes, they do. No, that's part of the illusion too. Uh at the end of the movie, so uh, so at at the very end after he kills his dad, yeah, spoilers. You hear you hear Burke yelling through the cellar door, saying, "We got this elm. The elm fell down. We're gonna cut you out." Blah blah blah. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he starts singing the sunshine song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which means yeah. that's part of the illusion. And then. As, oh, you're right. Because then the cops come by later, and okay. And then yeah. as the cops are walking through the crime scene, you hear the radio announcer go, 
This is our fourth our fourth day of sunshine, and we're having a beautiful couple of days here, oh, which means right. there was never any storm. No. That was okay. all part of Jane Doe's illusion. I never and even... they never show when he's walking through the crime scene at the end. They never show Emma's body again. Oh, I thought they did. Nope. They never. They show they show it as as Austin is running toward the cellar door, but they don't show the cops looking at Emma on the ground. And also at the very end, they show them taking three bodies out on gurneys. There's Jane Doe and two body bags. No Emma. You're right. Wow. I no, so I, I, think I, didn't, a, I, I think honestly didn't even pick up on illusion. that. Wow, you're right. Yep. Interesting. So now I'm gonna have to rewatch this movie again. Fucking in. <laughs> um to to wrap up here, I want I do want to talk about one thing I didn't like. Yeah. Um we talked about how amazing it was that the Jane Doe character was completely still the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Never moved a muscle. Yep. The very end of the movie, the camera pans down towards her feet and it ends on this shot of of like just her feet and it's staring. And I'm watching it and I'm going, Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then they did it. And she wiggles her toe. Yeah. I hated it. Why? So much. Because the whole point of the character is that she didn't move. Like the whole she didn't move a muscle as they're cutting into her. As they're doing, she never fucking moved. That's not. Yet why would she wiggle her toe after the fact? That's not the point of the character. She's been so she's been dead for hundreds of years, right? Yeah. And every time this happens, where she basically, because uh, um, Tommy at one point says she's getting her revenge, right? Yeah. And we're just roadblocks yeah. along the way. Every time she takes the lives of more people, it regenerates her more. That's why the that's why her insides are still all fucked up and the outside looks immaculate. At one point in time, she was stabbed, uh, her bones were broken, her uh, she was burned, mm-hmm. she was poisoned. So at one point in so time, you think that she's at one point in the time, life force of yeah. the people around her to eventually be reborn. Well, yeah, because look, look, look at what happened when Tommy when Tommy leaned over. He said, "I'm not going to fight you, just." make like just don't hurt him and then everything that happens to him gets fixed on her his wrists break and her wrists pop it back into place her ankles his ankles break her ankles pop back into place okay he he breathes smoke and her lungs suddenly get healthy so she's gradually rejuvenating herself so at one point in time back in the 1600s when she was murdered by the town townsfolk she was probably a mangled mess and then they threw her in the ground. But because she's a witch, over time, she's gradually regenerated herself by taking the lives of other people. Okay. She's like a, like a succubus. Or, or, or is that the way yeah, a succubus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the implication is that, or yeah, the implication is that as she continues to do this more and more, eventually she will be a fully reanimated witch. Okay. You know what? I'm into it. I didn't pick that up from it. I didn't. Yeah, I was just watching it for what it was. I went back I and, and I went back uh, and rewatched like five parts just to just to like really hone in. Yeah, on I'm gonna rewatch going this movie like tomorrow because yeah. you're. I'm gonna watch it in a, with a completely different point of view now because of all of that. And yeah, that that could even harken back to what you were saying about the other people in the morgue. Like they died because she was maybe because <clears throat> they all had similar uh, similar deaths, you know, that corresponded with her stuff. Maybe were those people connected to her in though? You said they were. You said they all have no. I just, I, I just, I just, I just meant like, was it a coincidence that they oh, seem oh. to have? 
But the three people that they find in the house where she's buried, mm-hmm. those people all would have, you know, given her more life and some. So you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I love this movie. I think this movie is oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I think, it, I think I'm going to rewatch it again. Like they said, like tomorrow. Yeah. I think you could rewatch it and pick up more stuff every time you watch it. It's one Absolutely. of those types of movies. So. Uh, apparently, uh, Martin Sheen was originally cast as Tommy. So happy he didn't work out. Yeah. So, so happy he didn't work out. <laughs> I like Martin Sheen in certain settings, he wouldn't but have he wouldn't good. have been right He would this. not have been no, right this. No way. No, I agree. All right. Uh, moving on here to 2019 with a little movie called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Apparently, this was based on a book series. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really, Never uh, heard I don't of really it. know much about it. Um, <laughs> on Halloween 1968, reclusive Stella and her two friends meet a mysterious drifter, Ramon, and uncover a sinister notebook of stories. One could say this is the horror version of The Notebook, right? Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, I am going to defer to you a lot in this because... You are way more familiar with the books than I am. I read them as a kid, yeah, but not near as much as you did. Okay, uh, you're way more familiar with the story of like Harold and the toes and uh, and the the haunted house and all that stuff, um, where I am not. You know the actually the haunted house one. I that was one that I wasn't. Was if, that new if, for the movie? If that's even, it might be new for the movie. Okay, well the I uh, could be wrong, but I the pale girl though I believe was from the books. Oh yeah, yeah. See, it's, yeah. It's, I knew. Yeah, the I pale recognized girl, them, but I didn't know. Their I stories. love the fact that they included me, Ty Doty Walker, because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Which one's that? Though? Um, that's. I didn't like that they connected it with the Jangly Man. Okay, because the Jangly Man was made up for the movie, I believe. That was the one at the end. That was the dude who was like walking upside yeah. down. I think he was played by Troy. Which I um, which I actually hated that character. I'll you did? Honest. Yeah. I love the movie, but I hated that character. Well, and I'll get into why. Um, let's see here. Uh, you have starring here, uh, Stella <clears throat> Nichols is the main character. She's played by Zoe Margaret Coletti. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Ramon Morales, who's played by Michael Garza. Uh, Augie, who's played by Gabriel Rush. Tommy, played by Justin Abrams. Austin Abrams. Uh, Austin. Why did I say Justin? Austin I Abrams. You're stupid. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chuck Steinberg and his sister Ruth Steinberg are played by Austin Zajur and Natalie Gonshorn, respectively. Zajur and Gonshorn. Zajur and Gonshorn. Um, then also you have uh, Roy Nichols, who is Stella's dad, played by fucking Dean Norris. I love Dean Norris. He's great. He was in uh, he was in Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad and lots of other stuff, and he's just fantastic. <laughs> um, Gil Bellows makes an appearance as yep. a freaking G- uh, Chief, Chief Turner. Turner. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, that's that's, pretty, much that's pretty much your Austin, Austin Abrams, who played a amazing douche. In, I, said, I said that in Tommy Milner. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He um, um he looks <laughs> the first time that I saw Tommy, I'm like he looks exactly like an age-reversed version of Martin Short. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think of the entire time. You kind of see that. Um, And then also uh, the the character of, um, fuck, what's his name? Chuck. I think Chuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, His sister. I actually, I liked his character, but I couldn't help but be like, he's just a knockoff of Finn Wolfhard. Like, very much so. It's all I was getting from him, yeah. Oh like, man! It's like I, they uh, wrote it. They wrote it for a Finn Wolfhard type character, and that's exactly how he played it and how he looked. I disliked him. I, yeah, his his character the, just didn't do I it. Did, I wasn't me. picking up Finn, Finn Wolfhard though. No, I was that's for sure. I was. 
Um, uh, so yeah, so this movie is is it's. I'm just seeing this now. I didn't I didn't realize this, but uh, the the Harold, the yeah. Scarecrow, and the Pale Woman mm-hmm. were played by um, Mark Steger, who he's a he's a he's a um, creature actor. Okay. A pretty well known creature act. Well, I guess not well known because he plays creatures most of the time. But he like he plays um he plays the fucking the demigorgon. Oh, in Stranger, Stranger Things? Things. Okay, okay. Um, he was in what else? He's been in a bu- oh, he was the hobo man in Velvet Buzzsaw. I never saw that. Velvet Buzzsaw. We did it for the show. A oh, few oh, ago. oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. Uh, Blue Valentine is that the movie with like Samuel Jackson? And he looks like a, like a homeless guy. Blue Valentine. It's like a drama. I think I don't know why I'm thinking of that. Talking about that Black Mamba movie? No, no, no. It's called Blue Valentine. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But anyway, know. we're getting off topic here. Um, yeah, no, he's this guy's all over. So the how place, do you so take anything. how do you take a series of short stories and turn them into a movie? Well, you do it kind of the same way that Goosebumps did, mm-hmm. which well, which, which this was so. very very <laughs> similar. You have the actual book. As part of the prop, and all of the characters sort oh. of come to life from the book. Yeah, it makes that's, you know, it's it's, it, this movie felt very goosebumpsy to me. You know, in watching it, it's very kid friendly. It's like this movie is like the perfect kind of movie where if you're going from like kid horror, like spooky Casper kind of stuff, mm-hmm. into like maybe a little more stuff that might be a little more scary. This is the kind of movie that gets you there. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, like, what's a like, um, uh, the like, ga- this is an adult like, version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Almost, like, like is the, kind of what I get. Oh, sure, yeah. So you would that start could have your, been a long form like version want, of that. Actually. Like, if you wanted to introduce your kids to horror, you would start with stuff like that. Are you Goose, afraid of the dark? Bumps, are you afraid of the dark? Move yeah. on to like the, um, uh, the gate, right? Maybe the gate. I've always yeah. thought the gate was a good yeah. gateway horror the movie. Munchkin goblins, and then move on to this. Because there, because the tone of this was really dark, but it was still very like kitty horror, like mm-hmm. not kitty horror, but like very, very much PG thirteen horror. Yeah, that like makes the sense. the violence with like when uh, when Harold stabs uh, Timmy, Tommy, whatever mm-hmm. the hell his name was, and the hay comes out. Yeah, he's not bleeding. He's he's purg- he's, he's like purging hay. Hey, <laughs> he's like vomiting hay up and stuff, which I thought was cool. No, it was very. It was cool. still scary was and cool, cool, you know. Yeah. But this I thought what, this, this is... was just the. The perfect amount of creepy with kind of whimsical. It was at the a same perfect time, storm, you know yeah. And I mean? this is what I was talking about. How Andre, uh, uh, Andre uh, Overlord, Overlord, yeah, Overdahl, 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 Overlord, Overlord, Andre Overdahl. He. It doesn't matter what the tone of the movie is. Like this is a movie for fucking kids, and he mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. Like he was just so in tune to to that feeling and that version of of the genre. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm saying like he's amazing. Like you mm-hmm. can just throw this guy anything and it's just he's killing it. Um but yeah, like it's it's interesting. So they take they take this group of characters that basically break into uh a old haunted house that has the whole mythology behind it mm-hmm. and they find the what was the girl's name? Mar- Margaret? Sarah Bellows. Sarah Bell Margaret. Sarah <laughs> Sarah Bellows. <laughs> that's close. Uh, yeah, I was getting there. Sarah Margaret. Would come to me. It rhymes. Um, they find her journal basically that has all these st- scary stories written in it that all of these like like old wives' tale stories. Well, were based I really, off of. I really liked uh, the way they set up the len- the legend of Sarah Bellows too. It was so this this huge house was the the home of this really um, this really uh, well known affluent family. Mm-hmm. 
but they had this dark secret, which was Sarah. They had this daughter who had, uh, I can't remember what they called it, but it was some, some form of, um, uh, albinism, albinism, albinism. She was an albino. Okay. It was, there was a big word in front of it. I can't sure. remember, but it's some form of alb- albinism. Had, that was the word. And, um, <laughs> they basically, they were really ashamed of her. So they locked her away in this room in the basement but the the idea behind it was when kids would show up, they would. Well, she also they locked her in the basement because she was going to give away the family secret that they had poisoned some like water supply or something. That was that was why they locked her in the basement. Well, I was getting there, but oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go on, go it's on. Cool, man. Just nope. hijack the whole. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> continue. Well, By all means. No, the the legend was. They locked her down there yeah, because okay. she was a freak. Sorry. And I, then kids would show up, and I they jumped would... your fence. I apologize. <laughs> kids would show up. And they would, uh, they would essentially, they would like walk up next to this wall, and they would say, "Sarah Bellows, tell me a story." And she would tell them stories from her book mm-hmm. through the wall. And many of the kids went missing, or, or uh, I, I guess that was basically yeah, it. like a missing. lot of the kids went missing. So everybody thought it was Sarah Bellows that was somehow making these kids go missing. The dirty secret of the family was that. They had other things going on yeah. that were like the brother. The brother was basically like the the main doctor at like a clinic, and mm-hmm. was like torturing her to like basically say, "No, you're the one that that hurt all these people." When right. really it was the family like poisoning the water yeah, supply. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, I can't, they, they they put something in the water and it made a bunch of people sick. Yeah, and she was she was saying it out loud, and they were basically giving her like electroshock therapy to make her believe that she was crazy and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, that's why they eventually put her down in the in the. Dude, that's this... why she was like fill in the in the opening uh, uh, clip in the in the episode. It was like, no, she, all she has is rage, yeah. which is why she haunts, and which is why right. she still takes people because she has all this rage built up from what her family did. Right. Her. It's a really cool story, actually. Oh yeah, absolutely. I it was, it was, I think they, that they I think that the way they because they did a really good job from, making aside from doing an anthology. Mm-hmm. How else could you do scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah, they basically created a wraparound right. to to put everything in place, and I thought it worked really well. I yeah, loved totally. the, the kid actors were great. Uh-huh. I thought that um, I thought that Ram- Ramon was I wanted to be Ramon, like <laughs> like fourteen year old Mike. <laughs> I was like, this kid wears a leather jacket. This kid has a Zippo. This kid's got a sweet car. Yeah, like what's Fucking- not. Fucking goes to drive-in movies to see Dawn of the Dead by himself. <laughs> That's such a thing that I. Or not do. Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Sorry. Dead, yeah. yeah um, no, was, he just. I, I don't know. He can pick locks. He <laughs> was a he was a draft dodger. Because <laughs> we all know Mike would be a draft dodger if it was reinstated. Well, if my brother came home in pieces, yes, I would, James. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> point is. Point is though, like he just he was like the embodiment of cool. No wonder the chick that no dude could get fell for. Oh, at least yeah. at least the two friends. <laughs> this. Man, they really uh they really went whole hog with the uh uh the the bullies and what what they were referring to him as though. Oh yeah. It was wow. kind of shot so so they they really wanted to so, drive that point home. Yeah. So they were calling the get it because it was on his car. To <laughs> drive it home. So the bullies were because uh, he was he was uh, what was his name Ramon uh, Ramon. He's he he said Rod, he said Rodriguez to throw the throw yeah. to throw the sheriff's uh, throw the sheriff off his scent. His name was Ramon uh, Morales. He was of Mexican descent. The bullies were calling him a wetback, and I was like, Jesus, like you don't really. 
hear that tossed around in yeah, movies, no. especially new movies nowadays. And then they wrote it all but over his this car. Also, like, but fuck. this also took, well, place took place in, in the 60s. In the 60s yeah, so. so not that yeah. that gives it a pass or anything. But, no, well, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it is was what way it is. More, it, was very, it was much more prevalent back then, right, is, right, is right. all I'm saying. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was just kind of shocked by it. You don't really... You don't really see, especially in a kid, essentially a kid's movie. Yeah. You, know you want to know, you know what I was Cause talking Because like, if you were introducing your kid to horror, you know? Yeah. And then your kid looked <laughs> at you mommy, and go, what? why are they calling him a wetback? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's okay. bad. Yeah, nope. All right. Nope, nope. <laughs> um, you know what was, you know what was, was, was really crazy to me? Is when the, so the, 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 ner- the nerdy kids are trying to fight back against the jocks, right? Mm-hmm. And. They're they're doing the whole thing where they light the bag of, of shit on fire and they throw it at him and all that you know, classic classic he, move. He took it up a notch though. He t- I was gonna I was just gonna say Fuck. he's fishing his own turds <laughs> out of the toilet like he's using human turd like what the fuck did this guy do to you that you're going human turd like dog turds dude like that's all you need. No bro, you don't need to fish out your no, own dude. your own feast. Come no. on, this this guy deserves. <laughs> human shit it's like, it's like <laughs> what happened to you what has life done to you that you're fishing turds out of the toilet there was a lot of it in that bag too so he had been fishing his own turds out of the toilet for several days or other people's where was he hiding it you know like that it wouldn't just fucking get rancid I, I and then his sister catches him. <laughs> he's like He's not only is he fishing his own shit out of the toilet with a little fish Privacy, net, please. but he looks like he's enjoying it. Like he oh, got, he was relishing. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get these suckers. I'm gonna get these turds, man. Like, dude, jokes on you. You're fishing your own turds out of the toilet. Yeah, dude. But like I said, he took it up a notch. He doesn't just he doesn't light it on fire and put it on somebody's doorstep. Fucking lights it on fire and then throws it into his car window. Can you imagine if he would have actually you killed him? I death, was gonna say death by shit. You could have you could have not only like covered the dude in shit. You could have killed everybody and your sister. And your Granted, sister. He didn't know that she was having on a date with the douchebag, but come on. With shit. With. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, um, yeah. So they go to the, they go to the <clears> house <throat> though. They end up getting locked into the basement by the uh, by the, the jocks. Doge. And um, that's where they find the book. And dumbass friggin' Stella decides to steal the book and bring it home. And that basically sets off uh, Margaret. And um, it's kind of one of those things where you're name? like, not Margaret, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where you're like, ah, you dumbass, why'd you take it? But it's almost like it was kismet, you know? Sure. Oh, I would, like I was taking it too. Well, it, it just seemed like it was meant to be because uh, earlier in the movie they showed that uh, that um, Stella was also a writer. Mm-hmm. She had a, a page of, uh, you know, like a page of a half written um, story story yeah. in her typewriter. She had horror stuff all over her walls oh, yeah. and stuff. So oh, yeah. she was she was the right person to 14, take the book. 14-year-old Mike would have been head over heels, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Gross, dude. Gross. 14-year-old Mike, I said. Come That's on. That's gross. Um, but uh, let's get into the actual stories a little bit because... So let's say... It's, the it's first scary one was in the dark. The first one was Harold. Harold. I, I, oh, thought, I thought it was great. I love the look of Harold. Oh, he looked just like um, in the... He looked just like the Neil... Just like uh, in the... What's uh, his name? Or not Neil. Neil. Uh, Stephen Gamble. I keep wanting to say Neil Gaiman for some reason. He's another comic. Uh, no, Neil Gaiman is... Does uh, a Sandman and stuff like that, though. He's a, isn't he? No, no. Didn't Neil Gaiman do Sandman? I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. No, Neil, another graphic novel series. That's why I keep thinking it. Well, but. Neil Gaiman did uh, like American Gods yeah, yeah. and Norse Mythology. Did he do I'm pretty Sandman? sure. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. All right. Um. <clears throat> so you had Harold. I thought it was amazing. Uh, it like it's 
it didn't follow along with the story of Harold from Scary Stories, but that's fine. Which I see, and not being overly familiar with the stories, I wasn't sure if it did or not. It had the same. It, it had elements of it, but uh, mm-hmm. I yeah, he did. He did the Sandman. Oh, did he? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, the actual story of Harold ends much more gruesomely. Oh, does it? Yeah. How does it end? Uh, it's and it's it's really creepy too because there's two characters and one of them is always torturing Harold, and uh, the very last scene is. Um, the one guy who's not usually torturing Harold looks up and he sees the scarecrow stretching the skin of the other guy out on the roof to let it dry in the oh, sun. Geez. Isn't that fucked? Yeah, like he's like he's making himself a new <laughs> skin suit. Skin suit. Ugh. Isn't that Very crazy? Hannibal Lecter of him. Yeah, it's really uh, fucked. Yeah, dude. So when I read that one when I was little, it ruined my little brain. Obviously, being that this is like a like more t- geared towards a kids ish, I suppose. Sure. They're not going to have skin suit. You know, it's not going to happen. But right. what they did, though, I thought was great because they turned the bully kid into the new scarecrow. Yeah. And it, it just it worked. Yeah. That was it was a that was a good switch up for the story. And let's be honest, most people were going into this. People our age, at least, were going into this movie wanting to see those characters portrayed the way that they remember those illustrations. Yeah. That was the main the main part of it. Right. Which brings me to my favorite character of the movie, which is the pale girl. Let's do them in order. Okay. Okay. So the next one was the big toe. The big toe. Yep. Uh, which is, if you don't know the story, it's it's basically a, a guy finds this thing on the ground in, in the actual story. Guy finds the thing in the ground, puts it in a pot of stew, and then he starts to hear this voice going, who stole my toe? And then at the very end, you're supposed to turn to somebody at the campfire and go, nah, it was you. So this Essentially, was they, Augie, right? This was uh, Augie. This was Augie. So it was this is pre- Augie. It was pretty cool how this was all happening. So like in like they had the book, they had Sarabello's book, and they were watching the story being written in real cool. time. So they're like, oh in my blood. god, and, in blood, and they could see, and they they said they saw that it said Augie. So they're trying to communicate to Augie over walkie-talkie to let him know we're watching the story happen. Don't eat anything. Don't eat the stew. Mm-hmm. And of course, he eats. A fucking big toe. Don't say it. Don't think it. <laughs> don't say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't think it. <laughs> it. <laughs> he, like bye bye, man. <laughs> if if I'm if I'm eating stew, and something the size of a human big toe, especially that was a very large bite he took. Especially yeah, I was gonna say especially Javier Botet's big toe. Was oh, that who that was? Javier Botet played nice. the uh, um the uh, what did they actually call her? What was she? The zombie. Uh, or. Who are you talking about? Uh, big toe corpse. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it's real hard, real hard there. Prominent Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Javier Brotetti's got to have huge, mm-hmm. huge toes, right? Mm-hmm. So he eats the big toe, and then the corpse is after him. This one, this was my least favorite kill. Yeah, just it was... because it just sort of. It just sort of pulled him into nowhere. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. I I also thought that the the zombie looked the zombie looked good, but mm-hmm. it also like it looked like something that you would see in like Are You Afraid of the Dark or something like yeah. that. It was very PG fourteen or PG thirteen type <clears throat> zombie. You know what I'm saying? Which is totally fine. That's what this movie was. That being said, it just um, it didn't have like it wasn't like overly terrifying in like a undead corpse kind of way. It just looked, it looked, I mean, because bec- I love Javier Botet, mm-hmm. everything he does, like the way, the what the things he can do with his body are fucking unnatural, yeah. you know, yeah. but the way he was walking just looked at, it just reminded me of mama, you know? Yeah. Yep. 
I can see it, that. It was, they were kind of doing that stop motion kind of thing with him to make a it little look, bit. You know what I mean? Yep. I just, I don't know. That story itself, I think, it could have. I don't want. I don't want people. It was to listen cool. To this. It was very tense. Yeah, I don't want people to listen to us and think that we're saying that it was bad. It wasn't bad. No. It just wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't what I expected it to yeah. be. I guess is all I'm saying. It was, it was a little bit more kid friendly yeah, version yeah, yeah, of yeah. of that monster. Uh, um, so the next one was uh, the next one was the. Spider- real quick, real quick. Augie's on the phone with his mother, uh-huh. and he's like, "You didn't leave me any food." She's she's up north or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "Oh, blah blah." And he goes, "Oh, I'll eat the pot of stew." And her and his mom's like, "I didn't make stew." If I was that mother, <laughs> and he goes, I was well, like, "Somebody made it." <laughs> who the, if I was the mother though, knowing that it's just me, the people I'm with, and him, who the fuck made the stew in my house? Hey, like, don't, don't eat, eat the fucking stew. stew. <laughs> I didn't make it. They all seem oddly okay with him just eating the rando pot of stew in the fridge. <laughs> Augie gonna do what Augie gonna do. Uh, so he deserved it. That's, no. that's, that's what we're getting at. Okay, what was next? Next one was the uh, the red spot. Oh, the spider. Oh, man. Yeah. Was this good. one was red. This was cool. Uh, I liked how they set this one up, too, because t- uh, Timmy, Tommy, the, whatever the douchebag's name Timmy was. Timmy, Tommy. Like that, yeah. Um, uh, Tommy. The sister of... of The sister of Chuck, mm-hmm. Ruth, um, she was on a date with Tommy... Uh-huh. When uh, when there was the big clash, the uh, flaming shit bag and all yeah, that. Yeah. So they followed the kids out to the haunted house. They end up locking them in the cellar. She doesn't want Tommy to do it. He's drunk. He's being an asshole. So he pushes her downstairs too. As soon as she's she not, like, she's a part of it. As soon as she gets down the stairs, this is. I liked how they set this story up. She gets entangled in a huge spider web, and she's like, "Oh my god, something bit me." So then all of a sudden she's got this the big red spot bug. on her. The love bug. Oh God! If this was the love bug, <laughs> nobody would be in love. Um, so she's got this red spot. She's mm-hmm. supposed to be part of this play, and everybody's telling her you need to get that shit checked out because you can't go out on stage. It looked like the most gnarly whitehead pimple you can possibly yeah. imagine. And there's a part where she's in the mirror and she's like squeezing, squeezing it. it. Oh, and there's a part of me though where I was like, I just want it to pop. I know. Like, like, like I will grossly watch those. Pimple popping videos oh, online. Doctor Pimple and they're, Popper. They're they're so gross yet so satisfying yeah. all at the same time. And oh I was like, God. it was actually irking me. I'm like, just fucking pop, like, just pop. <laughs> it's I did really I felt, gross. And no, I probably... felt I felt the exact same way, dude. I felt the exact same way. But the spiders were really cool. Like the oh, the, the, the whole hatching of it and when everything. Because fir- at first it looks like an ingrown hair popped out, and then she touches it and it recoils, like yep. its its little yep. leg pulls back, <laughs> and then it explodes, and like yep. thousands of spiders come out of her. Uh, the cool the, thing is that after um, after her brother douses her in water to wash all the spiders off, mm-hmm. there's just this giant like black hole on the side of her face. I thought that was really a really cool uh, thing that they did towards like oh you can see where they actually burst out of oh, her skin. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I hated though? Hmm. A couple scenes later, I'm just gonna skip ahead real quick. A couple scenes later, when they were talking about uh, they were talking to the cop, um, uh, um, uh. uh the cop oh, doesn't matter. Yeah, the cop. Yeah, uh, Gil, Chief Turner. Yeah, when they were talking to Chief Turner, and they said, "Well, you know, we gotta, we gotta figure out, we gotta catch these stories ahead of time before they actually come to life." Like we already saved Ruth, and he's like, "Ruth, you saved Ruth. She's in a, she's in a, a psych hospital for the rest of they her. Didn't, they didn't believe what had happened to her. She goes, she's in a psych hospital for, or he says she's in a psych hospital or nut house. He called yeah. it a nut house. She's in a nut house for the rest of her life." I was like, that's 
kind of fucking premature to be making that diagnosis. It only just happened earlier that day. Yeah. You really She'd think just be she's in the gonna, hospital at that point? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think she's gonna bounce back from having a few spiders in her face? Nope. I I, nope. I might not, but I thought that was a bit premature. Probably not the first thing that busted open on her face. I'm just saying. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Prominent Johnson. Oh boy. Um. So next was so so that was the red spot. Then we had the pale girl. Oh, the right. pale girl was my absolute favorite character of the entire movie. She, if there was one character that looked identical, identical to the mm-hmm. illustrations from the books, it yeah. was her, and it was amazing. And it was so creepy how there was like one pale girl in every hallway, and it just like was it just got more claustrophobic and yeah. claustrophobic as she moved in on, on the character. And then the way that she kills him, she just like hugs him and absorbs him. Yeah. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so creepy. If I was a kid watching that, I would not want to hug anybody in my life <laughs> for fear that I would just fall into them. Especially <laughs> super white people. <laughs> this movie made me hate white people. <laughs> Too pale. <laughs> The, uh, but she looked great, though. She was awesome. But I liked, because everything else in this movie looked, uh, as far as like the proportions of the human beings, looked pretty... She looked like a monster. She looked... But I love the way they played that off, because he says... Because he told um, Ramon and Stella, I had that weird dream again, mm-hmm. where I was in a hospital, and I was in the red room, and this weird, fat pale woman showed up and said this is an evil place yeah so already you're kind of taking the um the like the realistic like the the idea the idea of this person having realistic body proportions Mm -hmm. you're taking it out of it because you know how fucked up dreams can be sometimes so the idea that she looks the way she does and that you're like well no person could ever look that way because no. the Stephen Gamble illustration of this, she looks identical she to the like, Stephen Gamble illustration. It's such a weird looking person. It would never be that way. But because they like set it up as a dream person, yeah. it's, it totally works for the movie. She looked like something that you would see in like Digging Up the Marrow. Yeah. Like she actually, she very much looks oh, like an yeah. Alex Pardee drawing, actually. Oh. Yeah. Uh, very much I so. I can see that. Uh, and which, which is, I think, the reason why I love it, because I love his art so much. Mm-hmm. I have I have a fucking print coming that is like signed by him and all. Oh, so excited. If it's not Stephen Gamble, I don't I care. Know, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I that was that was my favorite of the uh, of the creatures. I think next was was next the one that attacked them in the jail in the in the cop shop. Now that was the jangly man. I can we talk about the jangly man? Yeah, let's I do it. I hated the jangly man. I did too. I thought he looked like shit. You could tell that it was a completely different effects company that worked on it because he just looked different. Either it was a different effects company, or that was the only one that was completely full CG. Uh, it wasn't. But it looked terrible. That wasn't that wasn't full c- CG. It was actually played by Troy James. Do you know who Troy James I is? I don't. Troy James. Well, a, I'm sure I probably do. But. There's a very famous video of Troy James that I'm I'm certain that you've seen on the internet, and it's he's uh, he's bent over backwards in a in a bridge position. Mm-hmm. 
but his feet are turned like his waist. He, his waists are turned. Is he a white night, guy or a black guy? Black guy. I've seen him. He was on. Uh, he he move, was on the late night show. He can move like a spider. Yeah, he was on a late night show doing weird body contortions. Yeah. I saw him one time. Yeah, yep. he can move like a fucking spider, and he can jump like in yep. a weird bridge position. He can turn his head all the so way around. That, and stuff. He, he might have played that character, <clears throat> but that entire character was then overdone with CG. Oh, he was well, definitely not. Yeah. Live oh, so there. it was like it was um, they, um it image was, image capture. Probably. What are they? What are they is that yeah, image yeah, image capture. That it, it's probably what it yeah. was. Motion capture. Motion capture. Um, because he just he didn't look like all the other characters that probably had a little bit of CG going mm-hmm. on with them. They all looked like they fit into that world. That character looked physically separate yeah. from the world they were trying. Like when he was squeezing through the jail cell, like uh, the the bars of the, the yeah. jail. He just he didn't look right. Yeah, and it looked like shit, and it was very unbelievable, and it took me out of the movie actually. I agree, um, which is unfortunate. Well, aside from that too, so the jangly man was kind of—he uh, was just—he was made up for the movie. Yeah, but he was just kind oh, of. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't one of the stories. No, he was just kind of tacked Ooh. on to. Like I said, I well, love. He feels very tacked on. <laughs> I love the fact that they included one of my favorite stories from the scary stories um, books, and it was the Mitai Doti Walker. Okay. Which is, um, it, it was the story of a guy who's in a cabin late at night with just his dog, and off in the distance he hears, uh, he hears a voice go, "Me tie doty walker," and then to his horror, all of a sudden his dog starts to call back, mm-hmm. dingo dingo," and the Weird. dog is fuck yeah, like and he's freaking out because the dog's talking and he's trying to shut the dog up because every time the dog t- starts to talk, the voice outside gets closer and closer, until eventually, just like in the movie, the head falls out of the out of the fireplace. Oh, okay. As soon as the head falls out of the fireplace, the dog has a heart attack and kills over dead. So and, they kind of put the two together. And then it was shame. and it was another one of those where. And then the head slowly turns toward uh, the main character, whoever it was, and and it says, ah, and you're supposed to turn toward somebody and like scream in their face. That was always one of my favorite stories when I was younger because um, I used to be in Parks and Rec, Parks Rec, Parks and Rec, Parks and Recreation. Oh, you were in that show? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was Ron Swanson. I wish. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> No, so I was in Parks Parks and Rec when I was younger, yep. and it was raining one day, so we went to this other park called Wilcox Park that had its own building, and it was... It'd be better if it was Brian Cox Park. <laughs> just saying. It was Will's Cock instead. Um, Will. Will seems like a douche, <laughs> just putting that out there. So we were all... We were in this building, and it was this rainy, dreary day. It was, like, so dark out, and they decided to... For all of his children, they decided to put on the audio book oh, God. of scary stories to tell in the dark. That sounds hideously terrible. And Me Tai Doty Walker stuck with me for years, dude. Scared the shit out of me. I thought it was so awesome. So when I saw that they had included it in the movie, I was like, yes. Because the, the sheriff or whoever the hell he is, he comes out and he opens the book and it says, Me Tai Doty Walker, what the fuck? I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then the head falls down. I was like, the head looks stupid. Like the dog was growling at the at the fireplace, and I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I was waiting for the me tie doty walker from outside and for the dog to call back, because that would be amazing. Because everything in this story is already defying logic. You might as well make the dog talk, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. 
and then the head falls down and I was like the head looked like um oh shit what did it look like I I feel um, like I know what you're talking about because it reminds me of something as well but it's not coming to me right now oh damn it dude it what is it uh uh uh, uh is it there oh uh, I almost had it <laughs> I don't know what to do to help you <laughs> I oh, know what you're in Fuck! I'm glad that I actually was. I was looking at your movie co- yeah, collection what, earlier. What, what? Satan, uh, Satan's Satan's little helper. I've never actually. Seen, I've never actually seen it. It's it's in there. Yeah, it's Satan's is that the one helper. where it's trick or treat? Yeah, yeah. We dude, we did it for the show. Oh no, no, there, there's another. I actually have a movie called Satan's Little Helper. Yeah, it's called Satan's Little Helper. No, well, you're talking about Tales of Halloween. No, nope. aren't you? No, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's but it's 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 the mask that the kid wears. Oh, okay. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what that head looks yes, like. Yes, that's you're talking about Tales of Halloween. Oh, is it? Yes. Is that segment it's the one, called it's the, Satan's it's Little the one Helper? Where the, it's one where the devil himself yeah. is like taking him around trick or treating, oh. and yeah, that's in Tales of Halloween. But there is a movie called Satan's Little Helper. Yes. I might get. I might be getting him confused you though, might because very I f- well be. I, f- I feel like the. I feel like the mask I'm talking about is from Satan's Little Helper. Oh, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. But it looked like that. <clears throat> yeah. And then it and then it's on the ground and it, the way it says it too it's like I was like fuck you damn it no so so it really see to me I had no point of reference for it, it so because in the in the story especially in the from my childhood what I remember from the uh, the audio book it was this like big bellowing voice me I don't and I was like. Damn it! I yeah. at least it, I just didn't like, want it to like be James that James Earl like, Jones doing it. <laughs> sort of. I just uh, like I, it's okay that it wasn't that. I just didn't want it to be this stupid. Guy. Yeah. Well, that's you know? again, it's the kind of movie that it was though. And then it turns into the fucking Jangly Man, which was just one so thing stupid. that I did like about the Jangly Man though is that he he could just fall apart at will. Yeah, I thought that, that was kind of. Cool. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Like get out of tight situations by literally just dying it's like yeah. was, was justin, justin say his uh his superpower would be just dying that's kind of what the jangly man did yeah, totally. <laughs> my superpower is i can just fall apart at will um the last the last big creature at the, at the movie would be the the ghost of sarah yeah you know me i'm very critical of my ghosts in in horror movies mm-hmm. i loved yeah. her in this mm-hmm. absolutely like this is the way that a ghost should look Pre-scream or pre-scream or during the scream or both? Both. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Okay. I thought it was yeah. great. Like with the skeleton, where her skeleton kind of shows through a little bit yeah. a couple times. It was perfect for the type of movie that this was. The way she looked. Now, if when, this was a legit horror movie, the skeleton might have been a little bit much. Yeah. But being that this was sort of like a playful, tongue-in-cheek yet still scary kind of yeah. movie, it worked. Yeah, it worked perfectly the, fine. The way she looked when she approached. Um, Stella yes, though that was is how awesome. ghost should look because at first she was just Take like hint Japanese at, people at first she was just <laughs> <laughs> at first she was just a black silhouette which is super creepy no yeah. matter what and then when she walked into the light it was it was weird because she was beautiful mm-hmm. but also super creepy mm-hmm. and then she had the kind of uh, like the corpse in the first movie <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah exactly but then her eyes the did corpse, that the corpse was hotter though her eyes did that weird thing that cat's eyes do at night you know what I mean uh, where um? No, I don't. You've never had a cat. I don't. Huh? No, no. Cats, cats' eyes. If if uh, if you're in a completely pitch black room, but there's just like some oh, like like, like reflecting some glare. small source of light from yeah, somewhere. Yeah. They they almost have that yeah glazed oh, that, kind of yeah, glassy yeah, yeah. look. Yeah. Her eyes looked like that. I, I yeah I yeah I've slept with cats a lot. That <laughs> sounds terribly weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then for her to turn into the skeleton right as she was, like, releasing her rage for I the last cool. time, I, I thought, thought it was it so worked, cool. Man. It was kind of, like, finally breaking down, like, like breaking her down to the to the bones I, and, like, she could release everything. I, you know what? You know, it's a funny thing I was just about to say hmm. is this this movie, a lot of the, the choices reminded me a lot of uh, Del Toro. Hmm. And I was about to say, I would really love to see Andre direct a movie that was written and produced by Guillermo del Toro. Duh. This one is. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would though I would love to see them pair up again though and yeah. do like a like a really del Toro kind of movie and see what he would do with it in the director's yeah. chair. Where del Toro has like has his influence on like creature design and all that kind of stuff, but then let Andre Overdahl do the directing work. Mm-hmm. I think that would work out splendidly. Well I I think it's fair to say probably I'm uh Del Toro will be. I, this isn't what you're talking about, but Del Toro will be involved in the sequel to this movie. Is there a sequel? Uh, I mean, it it only makes sense. I'm just wondering like, if they've said anything about at it. At the end of this movie, they're talking about how they're going out to hunt for Augie and Chuck. That's true. Because they know they do set out it. There. They do set it up for it. Not to mention, there's, there's three books, scary right. stories to tell in the dark. And there's way more of the more spin-off scary stories, stories too. Yeah. To tell in the dark, and yeah. even more That's scary true. stories That's true. to tell in the dark. Well, so. I hope we get it because I. Oh yeah, I'm for, sure. We for will. all the faults that we talked about in in this like little discussion here. Mm-hmm. I still didn't hate the movie. Like, there's oh, no, parts where, there's parts that I didn't care for, but like by and large, like I said, I thought that this movie was it was not made for 35-year-old horror fans. Right. This movie was made a little bit of nostalgia for people like us, but mm-hmm. this movie was really made for a younger audience. And I think that all the things that we didn't like worked perfectly for that target audience. Yeah. So I can't really say anything bad about it. Like, you know, there are things that we didn't prefer. But like the jangly man was probably scary as hell <clears throat> to a bunch of fourteen year olds just getting into horror. You know, yeah. they probably loved it, were scared out of their minds. Yeah. Like, and and I can't fault him for that. It's perfect. Yep. He like Andre Overdahl was a master of his craft in every single one of these movies that we've yeah. seen, whether they were for me or not. There's no denying that the dude just has an absolute grasp over his craft. Yeah, and, amazing, and amazing versatility. I can't wait to see what he does next in the genre. Between between Troll Hunter, this movie, and Jane Doe, like those three movies couldn't be any more different. Mm-hmm. And if I had to, if I had to go favorite to, to favorite to least, it'd be Jane Doe, Scary Stories, and then Troll Hunter. I'd say so too. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, but they're like I said, they were all handled great, and they're all mm-hmm. so vastly different. Yeah. Um. Listen, I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, I totally. Um. That's it, eh? That is the one. All right. We've done it. Uh, next week, uh, we're not going to announce an episode for next week because we already know what it is. Well, so I guess we are. <laughs> next week is going to be uh, our Shape of Drunk to Come Part 4. Shape of Drunk to Come Part 4. Four part years. Four. My I cannot goodness. believe that we are doing a Part 4. Uh, hopefully, there will be a Part 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all the way to 100. Uh-huh. Probably not because we're going to die in young. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that will be next week. Our New Year's uh, tradition will be our Shape to Drunk to Come show, looking ahead at all the trailers and all that kind of stuff uh, for the new year. Um, But yeah, uh, we will see you next week. And until then, find us on social media, you guys. Do it. Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. As always, check out our Audible uh, link at audibletrial.com slash The Buzzed Kill Podcast. Get yourself your three, uh, your free thirty-day trial and a free book. Yeah, baby. Um, well, hey, that's, that's it. it. Oh, wait. 
Wait. You can also check out J-Raj. Come on. Gotta, we still got to plug him. Yeah, check out J-Raj at OceanRecordingStudio.com. For all your fantastic audio needs. And Ocean Recording on all uh, social media. Like his pictures. He'll, appreci- his, he'll appreciate you. Yeah, he'll appreciate you. <laughs> we'll appreciate you. Yeah, damn it. All right. All right. Hey. It's been a it's been a fun year. It's been a great year. It's been a fun decade. It's been a good decade, man. It's um it would have been better if I'd never met you though. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yep. I'll deal with that. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Try to have a good decade. Yeah.